This episode of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers is brought to you by the generosity of our backers on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash esotericrp to find out how you can become a backer too. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with all the latest news, and join our Discord community to chat with players and fellow listeners. The Esoteric Order broadcasts from Santa Fe, New Mexico. We recognize these episodes are produced on the traditional territory of the Tewa-speaking Pueblo peoples, and we acknowledge their community, their ancestors, their elders, both past and present, and future generations. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers present The Great Game, a Castle Falkenstein campaign, with David Larkins as the host. technology Woo. uh yeah so we are picking up right where we left off bit of a cliffhanger last time shit or was a, about to go down perhaps a cathedral nipple hanger i prefer <laughs> uh yeah nipple piercing if you will uh so uh yeah where we left off was exactly at the point where our uh, Bishop was asking that, or was saying that he was obligated to ask if anybody uh, knows a reason why these persons may not lawfully marry to declare it now. And over to you. Anyone. Whose job was it to uh, object? Was that it me? Was your job. Whoever wants to. I'm pretty sure that was me. Was yeah. the lab. I'm, the, I'm the plant to agree with you. Gotcha. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I, as a scander, will will stand up and step into the uh, the uh, what aisle? Yeah, the aisle. Mm-hmm. And I think I have to go in front of people um, to get oh, there. Excuse me. So, me. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I'm gonna stand up oh, and I have never. like a stentorian yeah. index finger in the air. I object. And furthermore, I shall tell. Oh, pardon. Excuse me. Uh, excuse yeah. me. Pardon me. Pardon me. Too. Oh, so sorry. Pardon me. Oh, who brings a cat to a wedding? <laughs> and then, meanwhile, cats and boo is over like across the church. Like what? And then, as I finally make my way to the aisle and <clears throat> straighten my tie, yes, you see, for this wedding is a farce. They should not be allowed to proceed with these matrimonial nuptials. For I have it on good authority that, um, and here's where I kind of falter a little bit because I don't remember why exactly I'm, I'm objecting. 
I'm like projecting somebody maybe someone whispers to Iskander. Yeah. <laughs> because because Yeah. I see he's I have he's got syphilis and he's really poor actually and <laughs> Did we have a chance to meet back up and know that though? Because I think right now like Haas is the one who has all the info. We're just the people who made the device. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to uh, ad lib. I yeah. think. Yeah, this make man something is up. a scoundrel and a fiend, and I have heard on numerous occasions that he often buttered his toast with both sides of the knife, and so forth. Is that and a so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it or is it literal? You know, <laughs> it could go either way either way uh, although there is something about like buttering your bread on both sides or something and infidelity or something like that i don't know <laughs> they have anyway. some strong feelings about butter here in england as they do in that's what i was trying yeah, to kind of yeah. riff off of with that but it's yeah so the scandal so, so is just very like, smart, like loud stage whisper i'm like oh i heard that too it's just dreadful i can't believe they even let him into the church Ooh. Yeah, I knew a guy who did that once. I don't even talk to him anymore. Uh, when do we, Frederick? When when do you plan on springing his uh, syphilitic consort? Um, I think, <laughs> I think probably uh, probably arranged it ahead of time to wait for an appropriately dramatic moment. Okay. Uh, I kind of leave leaving it up to Pleasant Doolin for the most part when she feels she wants to get up, but I think. Uh, you know, I'll uh, help as I can. Okay, fair. I didn't know if we wanted to, would you guys think, was is that good to bring up before or after I descend from the ceiling? Well, I think now, since I'm already like stage whispering and getting kind of like excited about it, I'm going to go ahead and like, oh, look at his poor yeah. bride up there. She looks so miserable. You can tell she doesn't want to be here. Who, who would twist a poor woman's arm like that? Oh, oh, I can't believe <laughs> It's just Did so you see sad. the color of her dress? Oh, do you, oh, the tears from her eyes. You could tell she's holding back fountains upon fountains. Oh, the poor thing. Quick, take her down. Don't make her stand there. It's such a disgrace. Punctuated by, and on, by you know. And on. I personally saw him kick a dog off of Rue de Marquette just last Tuesday. And hopefully there's, you know, gasps, scandalized, <gasps> pearl clutching. And so <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like, so the the murmuring started as soon as the scander stood up because obviously that moment, that brief pause, like, you know, anybody object? Okay, moving on, right? But no, this this giant dude just like springs up like a jack in the box. So everyone's like, oh, what the hell's going on here? And then as he's like moving down the aisle, and there's like chairs scree screeching on the marble, you know, as like people are getting out of his way. The the tumult, you know, it's it's building in intensity, and then of course you get out there and you're like jacuzzi, you know, and then people are like, oh my god, you know, and then Brex is just adding to it, and like so now it's just a general hubbub tumult, uh, and Lord Asmuth looks very upset, and he steps forward and he says, excuse me, sir, who exactly are you, and what are you doing here? Oh, this dude's voice. Who is he? Dude's who are voice. you? Oh. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a game of who the fuck are you yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, I'll tell him, drawing myself up to my considerable and full height, placing my hand upon my breast. I am Iskander Rosan, renowned inventor and adventurer. Why, I recently saved the princess, or duchess, um, uh, princess. God, what was her name? Uh, duchess. That's <laughs> duchess your, your girlfriend, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's Sasha. That's different. <laughs> She's a, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Why, well, I recently rescued the duchess herself, uh, her majesty Elizabeth on the train incident, which has garnered wide renown across much of Europe. And uh, also a student at the university of the esteemed Professor Godot. True, everyone's heard of him. I can't believe, why would you even ask that? That's so embarrassing. So ah. I'm, uh, I'm listening in on this. And yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm you're like, actually you're actually in a perfect acoustic like you know triangulation. <laughs> you can hear everything. Totally, yeah, everything's great. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this sounds great up here. Um, and uh, I'm basically I rem I recall last time we were going to um, someone was going to be like, and you know if, like once they've sufficiently ruined his reputation as much as they can, um, they're going to be like, and furthermore, you know, like her heart belongs to another, and that's like my cue to drop from the uh, from the ceiling so i'm like waiting and i'm nervously looking over the invention that astrid and iskander had uh, cobbled up for me mm -hmm. and uh i'm making sure that it works and uh do i do i need any like time to like is this like a magic spell do i need to rev the engine so to speak <laughs> yeah i'm gonna need to start drawing cars from the sorcery deck right. and uh <laughs> no oh <laughs> uh no no it, it, it'll i'm you know they they uh passed their dramatic feat they succeeded in their dramatic feat last time so that means it's going to work as intended which is oh, pretty much just a nice little auto repelling device first know? case okay. scenario okay. though if you got stuck up there it'd just be like the voice of god from above you know <laughs> that's true you'd be that's like right. the deus ex machina basically that's right so. and you're and you're right Bre uh, brexa uh god is american <laughs> <laughs> oh hey y'all <laughs> maybe don't do all that dang old stuff down there you know what i mean <laughs> i think it was the governor of iowa in world war one when they banned teaching german in schools and there were complaints about it he said he said there's no point learning any other language god only listens to english damn so. <laughs> That is an outrageous claim. I, I know. I like have to respect somebody when they say something that ridiculous. <laughs> That's a bold claim. Let's see if it works out for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that right. it's twofold. You know what I mean? Not yeah. only the whole like only listens to one language thing, but also like that you know that. You know what I mean? Like you know the mind of God and like all that. Like, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come oh, on, man. God only speaks English, brother. Come on. <laughs> Come on, we all know that. Don't don't pretend. Don't pretend otherwise. All right, so you're waiting to hear that those magic words like uh, the you know uh, she loves someone else or something along those lines. Basically, she's she's promised to another. Uh, so there's this general tumult hubbub. Uh, so let's see here, Frederick, you're you are sitting next to Pleasant. She's looking increasingly angry. You know, uh, her her freckles are beginning to disappear as her face flushes. You know, and um, and so uh, and so she jumps up, 
and points an accusing finger at uh, Percival. And uh, and she says, What? Well, you didn't think I'd show up either, did you, you bastard? <laughs> and, uh, and, and at that, uh, Azimuth actually looks, you know, taken aback a little bit, you know. Um, Astrid, what are you up to? Um, well, besides hoping I don't have to try to catch, um, Grant, uh, you know, I guess, I mean, Skander started the stuff now. I mean, I was going to jump up and, and do the whole, like, and her heart belongs to another thing if I needed to, but right now it looks like, you know, Pleasant's kind of got the floor. I don't want to interrupt her or anything, but <laughs> yeah, hoping I'm that scares him off for, a little. Yeah, for a like, but the most damning thing or something like that kind of moment. It's kind of mm-hmm. segue, mm-hmm. I guess. So we're, okay. we're going to wait for her to monologue is what we're saying. Yeah, let her, let her <laughs> yeah, get I her hope, peace. I hope you wrote a, a lengthy, yeah, lengthy monologue, David. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, <clears throat> okay, uh, Henry V, Act Two, Scene One. Um, oh, you mean for her? Uh, okay, so <laughs> um, yeah, so so at that, of course, everybody's heads whip around to that source of disturbance, and there's even more. At that point, there's even uh, you know some old dowager, uh, you know, literally clutches her pearls and and faints, you know, uh, yes. just you know hearing uh, hearing such rough language being used in St. Paul's Cathedral is just too much for her. Um, I think that I like feel better. Like this low grade headache that I've had this entire time is just like easing slightly with this like slight blaspheme. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and so yeah, so pleasant. Uh, I don't know, Frederick. Where would you have positioned her in the in the audience? Well, I think we were towards the back, probably mm-hmm. uh, outside aisle, maybe. So I'm thinking uh, she would probably be sitting on the edge of the okay. aisle. Uh, for easy access if she wants to, you know, approach the <laughs> front of the cathedral. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, I was also curious, does anyone else, did I, I forgot if we, sh- everyone else was new about Pleasant and what her backstory was, or if this is all coming as a surprise to your character. It's like, we knew you were getting information, you were doing your diplomat thing, but I think, like, I think you went Stand- directly from the hospital to the pretty yeah. woman montage. Yeah, Skander okay. like, <laughs> and I spent the entire day making yeah, the yeah. harness, and then that night we got Brexta to deliver it and the man up to the nipple. So I don't know that we know. <laughs> okay, cool. Deliver him to the nipple. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I love the idea that it's like Frederick's just like, I'll see what I can find out. Disappears. And, like, the next time you see him, he's basically got this, like, tactical nuclear device that he's brought with him, you know? Oh, like... yeah. <laughs> in pink. Like a true diplomat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tactical missile in pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so she she has jumped up, pointed the accusing finger, and now she's, like, uh, you know, locomoting her way to the, you know, along the, the edge of the, the uh, audience uh, towards the, the altar, you know, like hoisting her skirts up in front of her and like, you know, just doing this like real determined walk, you know, her boots are clacking on the, on the marble. Uh, and, um, and Percival looks actually pale, um, you know, as if, as if he's seeing a ghost and he, he withdraws, 
behind his uh, would-be bride, uh, kind of using her as a as a shield. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then he uh, he says to his groomsmen, he he says, "She's a woman. Protect me." And uh, and these you know these four groomsmen you know sort of form a, a human wall in front of uh, in front Ooh, of him and Miss Holmes. Can you believe Holmes. what a coward he is? I've never seen a man with such lack of of will and of wit. Just oh, what what an embarrassment for him. He must have no character at all. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, at that, uh, uh, Miss Holmes' uh, father, you know, who's in the front row gets up and he and he says now see here uh lord azimuth what's going on i thought you were a man of good character who is this woman you know as, as she's like coming up towards the groomsmen shaking her fist at them like let me through let me through i have a few more choice words for him you know and so oh, it's just it's just complete chaos she's he totally deserves this it's, she was the victim the entire time you wouldn't believe what he did to her uh, so and then you know she's stride up to the uh, the dais if possible at that. Yeah. If she's trying to push past the groomsmen, I would loom up behind her. You can part for her, or you can part for me. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Okay, so fun fact: um, gr- the tradition of having groomsmen at a wedding actually comes from the idea that the groom would need uh, confederates at his side to defend him from the bride's angry in-laws should they wish to come and take her away uh and so um these guys are kind of old school like that and uh they are ready to throw down that's good to know that's good to awesome know. <laughs> then i will stand up a... and oh, um move up next to iskander likewise solidarity <laughs> nice <laughs> all right so um so uh, as as there's like this face off uh, brewing and you know fists are clenched, stare downs are happening. Miss um, Holmes, you know, uh, shakes herself free from from Percival, who's been sort of clutching, you know, her shoulder, and uh, and she she says, "Get off me, Percy! You never loved me anyway, and I certainly never loved you." That's right. For I know that her heart belongs to another, and this is the most damning sin against this infernal matrimony that we cannot allow in this holiest of places. <laughs> I'm up on the ceiling, like, checking my harness. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> like a, a, an eight-point check. Uh-huh. All right, all right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Yeah, as I imagine, I imagine somebody in the crowd at that comment would be like, "Who, who would, who could this poor woman love?" And, indeed, uh, woman. Oh yes, indeed. Her heart must belong to a man who is of far better character than this one. He truly must be a noble and handsome gentleman for a lady such as this to favor him over someone. I mean, Percival is just awful. I know we all know that, but clearly this other just like. Ridiculous! It's just me over the top. It's total, yeah, yeah. You're gonna total, owe me like, so big after this. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I hear he's even more rich too. Oh, that is, oh, that is, that is true. That is true. <laughs> Actual truth. I hear he's never had his shoelaces tied together unexpectedly either. <laughs> I hear wow. his Latin name is. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, yeah. So like at that, when they're like, who, who could this woman possibly, you know, uh, be in love with? You guys hear from the roof of the cathedral, like, <laughs> that'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> everybody looks around like, and yeah. uh, I descend like <laughs> from now, the cathedral ceiling. Yeah, go ahead. Do something ostentatious, like absolutely have like a burst of like I don't know, like golden butterflies, like Ooh. shoot out oh, yeah. from around him. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. As soon as yeah, when everybody looks up at me, that you know, I was like, boom, and, you know, my I'm wearing my uh, Western wear <laughs> uh, wedding suit, uh, as well as like a big kind of like English uh, cowled cape and uh which is like you know flying behind me and then i land like right on the the butterflies are coming out of oh there you go Mm -hmm. and uh i land um like right behind right like between uh at lord azimuth and the altar and do like you know everybody kind of clears away and i you know i'm doing the total three point superhero land (laughs) (laughs) that's true we we did have to guess the calibration um for that so we didn't know exactly how quickly it would lower you mm-hmm. uh or not <laughs> right uh, yeah <laughs> like it could be jurassic park what two or three or whatever like you know like the harder you squeeze the slower you go and oh and, there you, you go know? that's a good and, idea and then it's just like with thump, like <laughs> i would have squeezed a little harder <laughs> like, i was kind of imagining i'm just like ee- <laughs> yeah. maybe get hung up a little bit a third of the yeah. way down. Like, no like, we got a full success got it a full works success. well yeah <laughs> that's right to make it Plus bad the butterfly effect and then butterflies are confidence. like exploding right. out of his cape parts and when he lands like i just straighten out his cape a little like how you adjust <laughs> the train on the bride you know like <laughs> thank well, you we can't we can't discount the butterfly effect though i do Ooh. like that that is so true. Some nice. some wedding over in like Africa or somewhere has to go just perfectly <laughs> as a result of this. Right. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and I stand up and kind of like, you know, straighten out my cloak and I take my hat off and do like a deep bow to Miss Holmes. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah. And I say, Miss Holmes, you know, I, I acknowledge her and I say, Miss Holmes, I'm certainly glad to have seen you today. Now I'm gonna turn her dress pure white. Oh, that's oh, well, not, that's not, right. The snow not, not, yet, not yet, not yet, but, not yet, not yet. We have to, we have to wait <gasps> until he, but he has to abandon her at the altar. Oh, that's right. Was, that's right. I was thinking it was that like she sees you and maybe you like take her hand and it's like oh, oh that could also oh. you, you that can't also. also I'm impatient I want <laughs> that's, that's true that's true <laughs> imagine her having her dress like a third white from the bottom up and then like oh wait what? no not and it goes back down <laughs> right <laughs> <See> the... <laughs> not yet you fool <laughs> yeah. no as the like butterflies like escape from out ooh, under ooh, your cloak ooh. it like yeah swirls around her dress and then, exactly yeah that's mm. right. cinderella yes nice. it's very clear that the dress is turning white because that's right ooh. it's very clear and oh, uh, yeah. I, I look oh, at okay. lord asmuth and i say um i say how dare you abscond with miss holmes lord asmuth you ought to be ashamed and in okay. fact i do believe you're a coward sir Ooh. Shit. All right. So, right. um, 
Let's have you make a courage feat. That is cups. It's matched against Azimuth's uh, courage, which is a mere average. He doesn't seem very courageous. No, yeah, he does, he does not. But you know <laughs> who not, is? Yeah. Mm. Grant with this king of cups. Brother. Oh! Ho, ho. All if right. I need if I need more, I got him. You just let me know. <laughs> what is your courage uh, currently? Probably average. I don't have no, any. I think or, you no, have wait, wait, wait. Yeah, courage. Don't you yeah. or something like that? I think it might good. be I'm, good. I'm courageous. Is uh, yeah, you're right. It's great. Yeah, oh, that was oh. your great stat. Great courage. <laughs> courage. Well, <laughs> courage. <laughs> well remembered. All right. So let's see. Uh, 12, all I was right, thinking so... earlier, I was like, I don't need my character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Fool. All right, so... <laughs> uh, okay, so that's a 13, plus your great of 8 is 21. <laughs> wow. Against his average of 4. Now, I do have a cup in here. Let's see if playing it would do me any good. What did we say? 21? Uh, okay, so... Okay, well, I could play this and prevent it from being a high success. So I will do that. That uh, seven of cups makes it into a regular success. Do, can can I counterplay? Is that how you this can works? play? You can yeah, you can bid it up if you want. Yeah, if you've got cups. Uh, let me ask you this: How many more cups do I need to make it to the, the to the next tier? Uh, okay, so I did seven plus four is eleven. So you really just need one more point. Oh, actually, okay. <laughs> well, I'll drop a five. Okay. The V of cups. All right. So you call him a coward, do you? Right. Say, I do All believe right. you're a coward, sir. And he does the little, like, you know, half half charge thing. <laughs> right. I bet he steps down with that, too. Cause yeah, he, that's right. No, I'm like, that's that's two for flinching. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your crew is, like, all nodding. As well. what, at least I that's am. That's right. Like, Y'all yeah, what, my, yep. mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. What he, what he does is the is the Count Rugen from uh, Princess Bride when <laughs> uh, when he gets the hello, you killed my father, prepare to die speech. Uh, he just kind of looks at you, and it looks like for a minute he's about to throw down, and then he just turns and runs. Hell just yeah. Ignominiously, Hell yeah. His, his, uh, his shoes, you know, echoing. Uh, as as the uh, somehow drowning out the, the the sheer tumult that has now overtaken the uh, the scene of the wedding, uh, you know, Pleasant of course jeering at him as he runs like you better run you bastard ah you know just <laughs> laughing laughing her ass off and um, and the grooms uh, look a bit perplexed uh, they don't really know what to do. Um, uh, the bishop, of course, looks completely stunned, um, and uh, Miss Holmes uh, looks at you, Grant, with tears brimming in her eyes, and she says, "I didn't think I'd ever see you again." And she, uh, you know, basically uh, presses herself against you in a, in a warm embrace. I would like a shower of like golden glitter, like little, just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to just like shower down from the center of the cathedral and like this beam of light. Mm, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. The beam of light for sure. Um, I embrace Miss Holmes and then, uh, and then I put both of my hands on her shoulders and I kind of like pace her back. Mm. Uh, and then I drop to one knee, brother. And uh, <laughs> I pull out, <laughs> I pull out a ring from yep. my back pocket 
and I say, uh, Miss Adelaide Holmes, will you do me the honor of being my wife? Wow, I've never seen a diamond that big before. <laughs> yeah, geez, check that out. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, to which, of course, she is rendered nearly speechless, but man- manages to gasp out, of course. <laughs> All right, so was have like a little rainbow above them. Oh, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so your intention was to get married on the spot, correct? Yeah, I'm definitely like this is this wedding's happening on uh, Lord Asmuth's dime. <laughs> I kind of like usher our little crew that's up here into like the groomsman positions, so that we right. Can look. I was just yeah. gonna say, I'll, so, I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll usher the other groomsmen. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. I, yeah, I definitely like... invented the dab at this point. I was like, yes. <laughs> like... <laughs> a DJ horn somehow plays in the background. <laughs> for real, for real. Right. Air horn. <laughs> yep. I would like uh, to usher the groomsmen off the dais, though. It appears as though your services are no longer required. Please take your seats among the audience. So, yeah, so they're all just a bunch of, like, Eaton boys. So they're they're just like, you know, oh, it's outrageous, outrageous. Lord, Lord Asmus, please, hold up, hold up, you know. And so they kind of, like, hit, you know, them and, and um, you know, like, half the half the people who are there begin to filter out, basically. Uh, but, Grant, you see uh, Papa Asmuth, um, who I will remind myself of his first name shortly but um you see uh percival's father and he is this you know very severe looking old older gentleman with this you know gigantic uh mutton chops you know and, and a monocle and Ooh. uh and a are his shiny... chops are his chops bigger than mine like oh yeah Kenny, not kenny's like grizzlies <laughs> oh mm, run for your money for sure okay okay yeah. fair fair yeah um but you know shiny bald pate and um peter peter asmuth peter asmouth wow okay um <laughs> no comment uh <laughs> so um but yeah he's his all his whiskers are bristling and uh but otherwise he betrays no no sign of emotion but he kind of does the you know he kind of gives you that stare down you know if if it was if he wasn't so uh so proper he'd do the old you know eye to eye thing you know i got you kind of thing you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so okay. um and then he just turns on his heel and walks out this dude is my new nemesis you leveled up your nemesis yeah <laughs> hell yeah you can't it's not a good wedding if you don't level up your nemesis <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i think oscar wilde said that um all right so uh so yeah so there's there's a general uh hubbub and tumult uh uh pleasant has returned from heckling um percival out of the out of the cathedral and she's like calm down everybody can't you see there's a couple in love up here who are going to get married proceed uh i want to say thank you man (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who you are, but thank you. <laughs> right, yeah. I was going to use her name, and I was like, Greg doesn't know her name. <laughs> yeah. And then she, yeah, she, like, seats herself, you know, primly on, on one of the, the chairs in the front row, you know. 
I don't know who you are, you angry little woman, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope you don't have syphilis. <laughs> what an odd like. thing to say. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, she says yes, and well, I turn so around, I turn around yeah. and I I look at the uh the who who marries people? Is it a cardinal? Is it a uh, you've got, you've got yourself a bishop here. A bishop. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I look at the bit, you know, I've got my hat out. I've got my hat down still probably tucked up under one arm. And mm-hmm. then, uh, uh, and I'm, I say, uh, well, bishop, if you please, um, I, th- I believe we can carry on now. Okie dokie. I believe we were to the good part. <laughs> <laughs> we were to the good part. Right. All right. Uh, so yes, this is the this our is bishop, the bishop is played by Mel Brooks. Our bishop is played by. <laughs> yeah. No, this is the Bishop of London. I'm just getting him, uh, John Jackson. All right. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds nice. like a name that Grant would approve of. It really <sighs> is. I'm like Bishop Indeed. John Jackson. Hell yeah, we're partying, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, yeah, he's. He's been watching all of this um, with uh, bemusement, you know, just sort of like, wow, I've never seen this happen before. Uh, but he's uh, he's more than happy to, to carry on with uh, with the ceremony. Um, obviously, um, you know, Adelaide's uh, bridal or Ab- Abigail, sorry, Abigail's. Uh, party is uh is still present and um they're all oh. equally happy you know mm-hmm. you were right first time by the way it's adelaide. oh adelaide oh okay good good uh and um yeah so basically he starts up again and he he just kind of starts again from the top um the the people who have remained were either with her party or are just morbidly curious to see how this whole thing is going to finish up oh yeah this is going to be fantastic gossip for tomorrow Oh, oh totally. yeah. I mean, there's several like society page reporters in the in the audience who are just right. furiously taking notes. You know, we're about to be famous, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> if we weren't already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and so uh, I'm not going to read through the whole thing. Of course, I don't want to legally marry anybody again this week. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it does it is binding as I mentioned. Um, (laughs) but yeah, no, this is the Anglican ceremony very much, uh, very much in the, in the mold of your, your traditional wedding vows, better for worse, sickness and in health till death do us part, the giving of rings and, uh, and so on and so forth. Rings are exchanged and, um, oh, actually there is a one ring option. That's interesting. Uh, and then, uh, finally, uh, Bishop Jackson uh, says, in the presence of God and before this congregation, uh, Mr. Uh, Morgan and Miss Holmes have given their consent and made their marriage vows to each other. They have declared their marriage by the joining of hands and the giving and receiving of rings. I therefore proclaim that they are husband and wife. As he joins your hands together, and says, those whom God has joined together, let no one put asunder. Nice. Those are like little like glitter fireworks like up above them in the nipple. Oh, yeah, there you go. And uh, I totally, I pull her close and, you know, uh, I, I like 
you know, uh, dip her backwards and (laughs) plant a big old kiss on her. All right. Something to give the papers a little, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Something to end on. Okay. Uh, And so with that, the bells of the cathedral begin to peel out and Brexta, your head almost explodes. I vomit. But it's like beautiful, like just like liquid, like golden sparkly. It's all gold today is what I'm working with. There's like this fairy over the corner just like <laughs> leaning over the the holy water uh All right. you know <laughs> vomiting sparkles into the holy water <laughs> into the font. I tried. I really tried to like keep it in this whole time, but the you bells did. Yeah, bells <laughs> just brought the brought the liquid sunshine right out of you. I forgot it. Sure I think we were gonna do this part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh god, the bells. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the bells. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but they do this all the time. Damn it. <laughs> all right, and so meanwhile, though, everybody else is kind of crowding in. Uh, cheering, clapping, you know, uh, you know, like patting you on the back, you know, oh, congratulations, old boy, oh, you Americans, and so so on and so forth. As you as you rush out of the cathedral into uh, Lord Asmuth's waiting carriage, because he just you know took to his feet and uh, and didn't jump into the the wedding carriage, he's been waiting outside. <laughs> what a fool! And. Um, and uh, and you are uh, conveyed away, you know, to uh, many many cheers and uh, and plaudits. Awesome, yeah. We get the uh, what do they call it the the iris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. iris is yeah the heart shaped iris out. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, heart shaped yeah. iris out to the back of the carriage that said "just married." Just married, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like it was like Mr. and Mrs. Asmuth, and Asmuth is crossed out, and it says Grant. <laughs> <laughs> love it all right so congrats you did it you uh we did it y'all did it that's right thank you everybody for helping me achieve this monumentous character goal the only fun i've ever had in a church (laughs) (laughs) well of course after you retrieve this contraption we can't just leave it here that would be uh, littering that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I probably like tried to walk away from it, forgetting the harness was still on me. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess instead of running out of the church, you could have been like uh, pulled back up with. That's uh, true. Yeah. Back into the, in your arms. Into the nipple. <laughs> so waiting airship. Yeah. I'm like, waiting, don't. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I wish. All right. So, uh, indeed, uh, the device is retrieved, no problem. And, uh, and the next day, indeed, uh, the aborted wedding of Lord Percival Asmuth and the subsequent nuptials of this rapacious American uh, adventurer, uh, you know, are, are all over the papers. The, the tabloids are celebrating it. The Times is scandalized. Uh, you know, many an editorial is penned about uh you know gauche americans and their new money coming in to ruin uh you know good english aristocracy and how you know this this grizzly grant as he's called uh you yeah. know is <laughs> is uh is is just the the incarnation of this uh unfortunate tendency um uh, but 
the newly married Mrs. Grant cares not for any of this. She's fully bougie and uh, doesn't give a shit what the Times has to say. Totally. And um, and her her parents are uh, are happy for her uh, when they find out how much you're worth personally. So you know they're <laughs> they're totally satisfied. <laughs> this is the ultimate role play. <laughs> <laughs> this is so far beyond. Right. My uh, <laughs> let me escape into the fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's parents love me because I'm rich. <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> So, um, as all of that kind of calms down, um, the one thing that uh, Adelaide would like would be a nice honeymoon in Scotland. Oh, of course. And uh, as a as a way of thanking, uh, you know, your uh, friends for helping to make it a reality. She would like them to, you know, come along to this castle that she's picked out for a an extended vacation as well. Now we're talking. The group honeymoon, mm. brother. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. I'm in. It's a social event. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's... Your honeymoon is all your friends. Yeah, well, I mean, that's right. You, you get your own suite, you know, who cares, right? <laughs> there you go, yeah. And when she... <laughs> you stay in a, all in a hostel. just like them in a, in a one, different way. One shared bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, shared and, bathroom. <laughs> and when uh, when we... I imagine we're probably all, like, at brunch when um, Mrs. Grant brings this up. Um, <laughs> of course. Kind of in, inviting everybody to Scotland. Uh, I want to, like... I'm going to get up and hug everybody. Like one on, one on one, give everybody a big hug. I and, can imagine uh, some of you hating that and some of you <laughs> being okay hating, with it. Yeah. Do, being do you hug Potterfield? It. I hug Potterfield right. if he's there or if, <laughs> if they're there. And yeah. then... uh hug Katsubu. Katsubu for sure. I give her, I give Katsubu a good, good pat on the head. Probably don't pick her up. Um, <laughs> and then when I get to Brexta, I make sure that my iron is like on the table or somebody's holding it. And then uh, give Brexta a hug. Nice. You can't buy that kind of consideration. That's, <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, David, did you pick that, this location so that you could do your famously good Scottish accent? <laughs> you know, it really just fell into my lap. It was Providence looking out for us, looking out for us all. <laughs> To be fair, I feel like it's not a real campaign unless you connery on us at least once. Yeah, that's true. Connery on you. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of Katsubu, just as a side note here, I, I ran across interesting little thing today. I don't know. Maybe this is uh, maybe this is evidence of Katsubu's. Um, you know, the Katsubu's not your your normal cat. You know, he might be an immortal cat because I ran across this 9th century diary entry by the Emperor Uda of Japan, who wrote about his new cat that he got at the age of 17. And I quote, On the sixth day of the second month of the first year of the Kampo era, taking a moment of my free time, I wish to express my joy of the cat. It arrived by boat as a gift to the late emperor, received from the hands of Minamoto no Kuwashi. The color of the fur is peerless. None could find the words to describe it, although one said it was reminiscent of the deepest ink. It has an air about it, similar to Kano. Its length is five sun, and its height is six sun. I affixed a bow about its neck, but it did not remain for long. 
In rebellion, it narrows its eyes and extends its needles. It shows its back. When it lies down, it curls in a circle like a coin. You cannot see its feet. It's as if it were cir a circular bee disc. When it stands, its cry expresses profound loneliness, like a black dragon floating above the clouds. By nature, it likes to stalk birds. It lowers its head and works its tail. It can extend its spine to raise its height by at least two sun. Its color allows it to disappear at night. I am convinced it is superior to all other cats. <laughs> that is amazing. That's so awesome. <laughs> there was gonna say, cat. His name is Katsaboo. His name is Katsaboo. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i would have immediately like sent that out to everybody if that had been the case like oh my god you guys <laughs> we've taken it too far oh, we've crossed over <laughs> we've crossed more over. proof we live in a simulation look that's right it's right. <laughs> a glitch in the matrix <laughs> if there is ever a cat that could make the leap between the uh the train cars the it would be that cat so i, I do see a lot of similarities here mm-hmm Absolutely. All right. So, um, if I may, I think back to the hugger would please. have leaned into it when Grant hugged him and actually did the the pick him up thing with the hug and so yeah. on, and then get a little choked up and continue to hold him in the hug with one arm while like, oh yes, of course, my <laughs> friend, we have been through so much together. Before putting him back down, I'm like, I've got like both my hands like up, and I'm like. <laughs> Like patting the uh, like the tops the tops of your traps. I'm like, they're there, old buddy. <laughs> oh man! <sighs> awesome. Sorry, that's all I had. Any anybody else notably resistant or accepting of said hug? Yeah, don't be afraid to let your emotions show here. <laughs> I think Haas is, you know, mildly embarrassed but uh, receptive. For sure, it's just oh, look at this. Like, oh, this time. is nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty much <laughs> a demo for everything. Mildly like, embarrassed, but ultimately receptive. I'm like maybe it's America and DNA. right. I'm like maybe in America and Germany can get along <laughs> for a little while at least. <laughs> for the next forty-three years. Right. I'm like I do believe I do believe we've solved every international incident from here on out, Mister Haas. <laughs> That's oh, right. why. <laughs> what a strange thing to say. Um, all right, so very good. Um, yeah, so the the invitation's put out. Now I was just gonna say, uh, really, the only thing to decide is when you want to take this honeymoon. Like, how much time do you want to allow to pass between the wedding and the honeymoon? Is it one uh. of those things where it's like a year later, or is it just a couple weeks later, or is it somewhere in between? You know what? I think spending a good chunk of late October would be perfect for Scotland. Hmm. Late October, you say? I think so. I think that sounds very appropriate. Sure. Sure. I hear it's very lovely up there that time of year. <laughs> nice and sunny. Yeah. All right. <laughs> sunny beaches. Scotland in late October. <laughs> yeah, the weather's like, bound to be nice. Yeah, Grant comes out in like black and white striped like swimming trunks. <laughs> He's like, "Let's go! Let's do this!" Oh, we'll have to get some super thick Scottish wool sweaters oh, to there you resist go. 
even the boniest of fingers poking at our chests. <laughs> you Americans with your newfangled ways. <laughs> I can't feel a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. So, very good. Um, all right. So, the uh, location that Adelaide picks out is uh, Brodick Castle on the Isle of Arryn, I suppose. Um, and uh, which is kind of, yeah, this is going to be really nice weather. Uh, it's um, it's uh, located kind of off the, off the west coast of Scotland uh, in the Firth of Clyde. Um, and yeah, so... Uh, definitely everyone in the first three w rows will get wet. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Though, yeah, you'll definitely want your waterproofs and your heavy wool sweaters, as stated. Uh, but yeah, so basically, why don't we just do a quick summary and we can, you know, if you want to backtrack in the midweek tasters and talk about, you know, what you did in the intervening four months between the wedding and the and the honeymoon. But uh, you know, if there's anything you just want to state for the record uh, in the here and now, feel free. I don't think so. Um, I've probably just been I've probably just been laying low um, with the wife. So you're so you're living in London now, though you've relocated. Yeah, or did I you guess so. Or did you no, take her back to Paris with you? No, I probably took her back to Paris. Okay. Um, mainly to get away from the Asmuth family and be like, let's True. not. Yeah, I'd be like, True. let's not bother with these fools. And, you know, I have an international arms dealing factory that I need to get back to eventually. Good point. So, you know, we got to do we gotta do something with that factory, guys. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just tear well, it down. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's right. It's, it, I mean... There's no reason. Well, I, hey, I have an idea. I mean, so let me a let me ask you this, David. Mm -hmm. In Castle Falkenstein, mm -hmm. if if is there an? I mean, I know there's an actual Castle Falkenstein, but do we have like any input on that building? Like, like uh, awareness of it, or or what? Yeah, or or being like, oh, you know what? Let's put a garden in here. In the in the style of the castle, or or what exactly? Yeah, I don't know. Can we like modulate the castle at all? Oh, sure, we... of course. Oh, okay, Absolutely. I was gonna say. Yeah. My, I guess my real question is, is like, do we have a base of operations? Because we could turn this factory into like our place. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could have yeah, a yeah. tinkerer's place for Iskander and Astrid, and um, like a nice library or something for Haas, and then like a iron proof, uh area for brexta <laughs> i like that garden that's what, what i like apparently it's just like as long as there's no iron it's fine right, yeah <laughs> they're like i don't know what she doesn't you like, know let her do like, <laughs> like magneto cell it's just that's like right. yeah. acrylic plastic there's right. nothing in there it's just, yeah. <laughs> just a chessboard and <laughs> There's no iron, Brexta. Trust me. Right? I have to acknowledge the <laughs> like merit of a man who knows his limitations. Young artist <laughs> like, delivered to it every week. Okay. <laughs> ah, there you go. That's right. There you you go. gotta. Whatever we do would be wrong. Just make it 
you know, right. yeah. accommodating like and she'll like, handle the rest. What uh, what hot Scots do we have in this time period? <laughs> hot Scots. Good question. <laughs> Great Scott, man. That's right. Yeah, we need, that's something we need to know for sure. That's true. How, right. many, how many Stuarts are in the area? Let me Google hot Scots of the 19th century and see what comes <laughs> out. Scotland in the modern era. That sounds boring. <laughs> These aren't steam-powered Scots. <laughs> These aren't hot Scots. <laughs> That's outrageous. Right. It does sound like a mildly sweet English like pastry or something like that. Hot Scots. Yeah, I could definitely. cross buns and hot Go Scots. for a, a hot Scot right now. <laughs> Get your yes. hot Scots. That's right. It's Dip nice it in your tea. Is it cold outside? Time to make some hot scots. <laughs> there you go. Wow. All right. So anything else? Anybody? Uh, Frederick, obviously, you're just doing your diplomat gig uh, yeah, from the embassy. Yeah, how much time is passing between now and the honeymoon? Four months. Four months? Okay. I'd probably spend some of that time checking in on Ms. Doolin, you know, during her uh, recovery and just, you know, seeing seeing how that's going. Okay. Uh, I might take a little time to make a trip back to Innsbruck also just to check on my house and see, you know, if everything's kind of doing okay over there. <laughs> see if uh, uh, Carl, wait, what's his last name? Carl Gross. See if Carl Gross has had you declared legally dead and your assets seized. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, yeah. 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 Uh, all right, cool. Well, so with uh, with Pleasant, uh, it would probably be mostly correspondence, right? Cause she's uh, she's back in London still. Uh, I don't know if you want to set her up or anything, or you know, see to her welfare in any way. Well, I don't really have uh, much in the way of exchequer, okay. so I'm not sure how effective that would be. But yeah, I think just you know, she was instrumental. I feel like in in uh, helping with this and. So, um, yeah, I want to make sure, you know, she's she's taking care of as best as possible. As best mm-hmm. as I mean. I mean, I feel like you could, that's a heck of a favor to be able to call in from Mr. Grant. I, I mean, I know he might be stretched a little thin, what with everything, but, you know, if anyone owes this, mm. this lady anything, <laughs> it would be him for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send that, her, you know. <laughs> send her, so anybody who helped out during the wedding... I, I I'll do whatever I can for him. Yeah, that would mm. be that would be great actually. If maybe like I'm not sure what kind of care she was getting, but if you know there's the upgraded version of that, some kind of uh, you know uh, more of a restful retreat type place or something, she could go mm. to. So yeah, good idea. You'll get her a, a, an all doctor a team that's all been um, medical team that's all been infected with syphilis, so they uh, you know they know the pain. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, I, I was looking through, I'm looking through the generic, uh, uh, spells and stuff like that. And I'm not seeing Mm. anything that's like cure disease, Mm -hmm. which is probably fine. You know, I'm not, I don't know that I can cure her syphilis, but, um, I don't know. I mean, what do I got? I got, um, yeah, I mean, the Templars are kind of the more, uh, medically oriented, um group are these so when you say templars kenny thinks like guardians of the grail but i also think like you know uh 
fourth, well, you know, whatever degree, Freemasons. Are they related to Freemasons at all in Castle Falkenstein? Uh, you know, I I, I want to say they are just off the top of my head. I can confirm that, though. Okay. If Yeah. Because uh, if I could, like, yeah, call they're... in a favor, I could be like, mm-hmm, hey, you know, mm-hmm, I'm, yeah. I know a guy who, you know, you can't tell anybody that we cured your syphilis because then we'll have lines out the doors. But... <laughs> 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 right no yeah these are these are literally the knights templar um oh okay and uh let's see here who are they oh they're only friendly with one order what is that oh yeah the order of saint boniface that would make sense oh yeah saint boniface they're the ones they're also um they're also medically healing oriented um are they enemies though of the freemasons no they are not they are not okay well then i might seek somebody out even if i can um if i could get a hold of man i don't know i mean i guess i could use my connections right right i mean let's see here as a as a united states freemason you're friendly with the eleusinians the golden dawn the order saint boniface oh yeah Oh, and the Templars. Okay, so I guess it's like a one-way street. That's funny. So it says you're friendly with the Templars, but the Templars not necessarily friendly in return. I don't know. I'm used to that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then, yeah, I would like to, um, yeah, when and if Haas, you know, brings this lady's misfortune up to me, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Interestingly, you are hostile, just for your your, uh, information, you're hostile with the League of Isis and the Order of Chthonian Time. Hate those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Those fucking Chthonians. Right. (laughs) Goddamn Chthonians. Twice a year, they arbitrarily change their clocks by an hour. Uh, Does that stupidest shit I ever heard of. The worst. I mean... Technically, yeah, they, the order the order of Chthonian time does have a major chapter house in Paris, so I guess there's a chance you could uh, well, run afoul of them. That that'd be kind of I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I just don't know what they do. I'm like, who the hell are they? <laughs> Chthonians? Is that like Lovecraftian Chthonian? Like, well, that's what I'm wondering. Let's see. Anyway, anyway, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll press on. Um, yeah. so what are you, what's your connections? Uh. My uh, connections uh, is good. Oh, okay, great. So, uh, let's see. You're trying to call in a favor. It's a pretty big favor. So that's a, a social and status related. So let's uh, let's have you. I would just need a. Uh, let's see. I think a great uh, success would be to your target. So. You could buy it up two points to get a partial success, or buy it up uh, all the way to uh, 16, which would be 10 points to get a full, or not 16, sorry, um, 12, which would be six points to get a uh, full success. So I can do that. Um, Let me just because it would be it would be swords. Mm -hmm. So I can play the two of swords. Okay. Uh, but then I think I'm also I'm going to play the world, which makes my connections great. Oh wow. Okay, cool. So it makes it great, which is an eight, and then the two of swords is a ten. 
All right. Do you have uh, two more cards of any suit that you could throw down and just that would make your full success? Uh, uh, just throw my hand down, you said? Yeah, basically. Just your last two cards okay. there. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I'm doing it. All right. Great. So uh, that gets you your full success. So, yes, you do indeed call in a favor from a Templar connection of yours in London who is able to uh, take Miss Doolin into his care. I will uh, check. I'll make a note here to check and see, because I'm not sure myself, like, what the disease, what the scope is in terms of curing disease. At the very least, he'd be able to, um, you know, basically do the equivalent of... Uh, of uh, you know, what would they call it? Um, you know, like, like viral therapy where, you know, the, the symptoms are just suppressed essentially. Okay, great. Yeah. Like she may still be infected, but she's not suffering from any of the symptoms. So that'd be great. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to tell the Templars, you know, be like, Hey, do whatever you can for her. She's real important to me. She's a personal friend. So if, uh, if she needs anything, if uh, any unexpected costs come up, just put them on my tab, brother. Mm-hmm. All right. It is a stand-up guy. Indeed. <laughs> he tries to be. He's he's an old grandpa sometimes, but he he knows he knows when to be a man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Any other uh activities? So Frederick's kind of checking up on his affairs. All right, what do you got, Iskander? Well it took it took me twenty seven days to build um my journeyman piece, like zero to sixty. So I figure with four times that length of time, mm -hmm. uh, working on it full time um, between uh, Pancration uh, studies and dates with Sasha, that I would be able to test and tweak, test and tweak, update, update, test and test, really dial it in until by the time we leave, it is like really um, just worthy of uh, of handing in as a journeyman piece, but I probably will take it with me for one last field test um, during this trip before handing it in as final to see if I can elevate my status thereafter to journeyman. All right. I think that is easily accomplished in the uh, time allotted, so absolutely. And uh, Astrid or Brexta, anything? If possible. I don't know how yes. possible this is. Yes. Before we leave England, um, I would want to see if either Anna Kingsford or someone that she believed would be a good match might be willing to do a reading of one who has suffered great trauma against their will and has no memory of their past or creation. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, for that, of Ooh. course, appropriately enough, she sets you up with Mrs. Memory Lord. Yeah. She's a good one. That sounds yeah. that, my yeah, secondary that character out. goal is to become her mistress so <laughs> <laughs> all right and before we get into that anything for brexta in the four months no i think i'm actually gonna go and spend some time at home oh right I'm feeling sure. a little tired yeah when a church does that 
Yes. Yeah, you know, it's possible. It is, there is such a thing as spending too much time among the mortals, you know. There really is. They're so funny that way. I think, though, I'm going to go and spend some time at home, um, maybe entertain some guests there, but maybe have just kind of a nice, quiet hibernation period. Do cool. some Do some soul searching. All right. Excellent. Um... I'd say if you were working on leveling up any of your Fey abilities, you know, that would be an uh, appropriate, you know, excuse mm -hmm. for that. So yeah, feel free I mean, to bump think one about up. Which of yeah. those I might might be working on. Mm -hmm. Especially any that are at average or good, you know. Mm -hmm. I think four months is, is plenty of time to, to get that up. So. Excellent. Mm. Okay. okay, so meanwhile, in London... At the uh, kind of high-end townhouse where uh, Mrs. Lord resides, uh, Brexta, you have come. Are you bringing Potterfield with you? You mean Astrid? Oh, sorry. Yep, Astrid. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that, like, kind of a little bit of vague description of the person not being me and that they've suffered this trauma and lack memory. Um, yes. If I, if that was approved without knowing exactly who Potterfield is, then yes, I'm making that leap. All right. All right. So you have arrived at this townhouse with Potterfield and, um, you are uh, shewn into uh, Mrs. Lord's front parlor, which of course is immaculately appointed in, uh, you know, burgundies and, you know, sort of cool grays with some tasteful uh, black crinoline accents, you know, uh, in the draperies. Uh, and, uh, you know, so a, a, a bouquet of dead dried roses uh set out on the main table you know and um uh candles uh you know guttering in their sconces and a, a clock on the mantelpiece ticking away ominously as a uh a cold rain falls outside and uh presently the uh mistress of the house comes sweeping in and uh, uh let's see let's i'm trying to remember if astrid had any connection or if you just you just know her by reputation right yeah i only have heard of her really by reputation and because i mean um grant kind of met with her in order to meet up with anna kingsford but yeah that's it okay. don't know much about her all right. So she uh, comes sweeping in, uh, looking quite dramatic, and um, has you both uh, have a seat near the fire. And uh, and she says, "Well, um, my um, connections inform me that you uh, wish for a reading." Yes, it's um, a bit of a strange situation, but my friend Potterfield here, I've been caring for them after 
they were left without memory of who they were or who left them there. Um, and as I'm sure you'll find, their situation is not quite natural. And so she uh, begins to scrutinize Potterfield for the first time. And she's, she says, oh dear. Yes, this is quite an interesting case. May I? And she extends her her elegant porcelain hands and takes Potterfield's mismatched hands in her own. And she's looking over and she's noting the, you know, the sutures and the scars. And, uh, and she says, this is quite singular indeed. I feel that my society, the Society of Phantasmal Research, would be most interested in your friend here. And then she looks at you and she says, but what of you, madam? I sense something about you as well. And she's looking at you with penetrating eyes. Oh, <laughs> what is that <laughs> that you sense about me? I'm really just here to figure out what's going on with Potterfield. No, no, there's something else. There's strange aspect about you. And she leans in. She's got these like golden almond colored eyes, you know, eh, almost hypnotic, really. And she's she's leaning in and leaning in and she's just staring into your eyes. And she says, there's someone else behind this mask, I dare say. I have no idea what I'm to do with that. <laughs> uh <-oh. laughs> so um she takes her hands from Potterfields and and she puts one on your cheek but she's like kind of running her finger along your jawline you know and she says uh she says you weren't always like this were you oh um i had a bit of a magical mishap um but I feel like I'm still me. It's just the body's a little different, you know? I see. And how do you feel about that? Do you miss your old body? I mean, I do. This one has um, some negative connotations for me. Interesting. Well, my dear. I'm not entirely sure if I can help you, but if I can at all. I will do so. But you wished for some answers about your friend here. Yes, so I'm she... worried that they might be in danger since we have no idea who did this. Of course. So she uh, she turns back and begins to uh, move her uh, dexterous fingers all about, you know, kind of tracing uh, tracing patterns around Potterfield. Look into my eyes, darling. Look into my eyes. There's nothing to fear. She's sort of muttering incantations under her. The candles begin to, you know, gutter a bit more. It's almost like there's a, a breeze blowing through the room. Things begin to get a little darker all around you. And, uh, you know, she's, she's continuing with her incantation as the minutes tick by, marked by the, the ticking of the clock. And then all of a sudden she recoils in horror and utters a scream and collapses to the ground. 
I would like to check on her with my medicine. <laughs> with my whatever it's called, my physicianing. Yes, physician it. <laughs> uh, is it a good, great? Um, let's double check my character sheet. It's good. Okay. Uh, so you check in on her, and uh, she seems to have just suffered a fainting spell. Okay. So I will support her and do all the proper things to gently rouse her from such faintitude. Mm -hmm. All right. So a few minutes later, you've got her up on the couch, and you've got the glass of water, and she's rubbing her temples, and she's saying, oh, dear, 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 dear. That was more than I could personally handle. I ask a favor of you, uh, madam, if you could perhaps consign your friend to me and my associates at the society. I, there is uh, great, great magic at work with your companion here that is beyond my ability. They will be safe, not dismantled and studied. Oh no, my dear, we are uh, we are thoroughly against such barbarities. And so, I guess I would look to Potterfield and confer with them to make sure it's something they'd be comfortable with. But I mean, Potterfield's always up for something. Oh yeah, Potterfield's yeah, down. But, yeah. <laughs> so. I will Fuck, miss yeah. them greatly. I hope they write me letters. I give them <laughs> my address in Scotland. <laughs> but yeah. So do you leave a forwarding address? Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, when Mrs. Lord uh, sees that, her eyebrows perk up a little bit. And she says, oh, we're going to Broadick Castle, are you? Yes, to celebrate the wonderful nuptials of our friends who were recently married here in London. Well, in London, you know. Oh, were you associated with that American? Yes, very much so. I see. Well, fascinating. Um, if I might ask you a favor then, uh, in, in exchange perhaps for uh, helping you with your friend here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my old friend from childhood, uh, Lady McElroy, uh, is Lady of the Castle. She is a, uh, a most delicate creature. Uh, poor dear experienced a, uh, uh, well, a, a stillbirth last year. Oh, and it, how sad. Uh, it, yes, it very nearly uh, was her undoing. Um, her last letter to me, though, was extremely uh, vexing. Uh, I would travel there myself, but I am uh, actually with child uh, myself, so um, I'm trying not to undertake any great uh, journeys at the moment. But um, if you could just check in on her. Uh, in her last letter, she mentioned that the castle is suffering from a haunting... At which point there is a oh perfectly timed roll of thunder uh, that rattles the window panes from outside. Oh, well, that's... I'm sure I could put something together for the detection of such things and put her mind at ease, certainly. 
Excellent, excellent. Yes, just just look into it, would you? It's it's an old legend associated with the castle, a, a black lady who is said to wa- wander the grounds. But uh, if it is indeed uh, the spirit, or perhaps even worse, a banshee, uh, having returned, uh, well, I, I fear that Lady McElroy is in no condition to deal with such things. Do you have any advice for dealing with such things, should they be there? Uh, well, of course, you'll you'll want to ascertain the um, true nature of, uh, of it. Um, spirits and the good folk, such as a banshee, would be um, wholly different uh, entities. Uh, if it is a spirit, uh, I'm sure some of my associates could um, lend their aid. Uh, but if it is a banshee, then there's very little I can personally do about it. Very well. I will definitely check in on her and look into this for you for the great help that you're giving me and my friend. You are too kind indeed. All right. So with that. Uh, I was going to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine Miss Holmes is probably, uh, I imagine her as having a big library. Okay, sure. Uh, so I think as um, in the months before our honeymoon, mm. um, I think she would probably sit me down and try to uh, learn me a thing or two. Uh, so I, I think mechanically, I'm trying to increase my education. Okay, that's fine. She uh, she reads to you every night from her uh, from her collection and recommends books for you to uh, <laughs> if you'd like to learn more you can find more books <laughs> at your local library. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's my own personal uh, uh, look around you. <laughs> <laughs> she's your own personal reading rainbow. Right. All right. So we will uh, we will do a a smash cut then to the five of you on a a little uh, boat as it is uh, cutting through the uh, gray waters of the Firth of Clyde uh, on its way out to the Isle of Iron under steely gray skies that are threatening rain at any moment with a uh, high wind, you know, whipping your scarves uh, cinematically in the breeze. I imagine my wife is there also. <laughs> yeah, she's there too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely like, we're like standing at the at the front of the ship and I've yeah. got like one hand on her hip as like the wind is blowing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. All right. So, yeah, it's just a little steam launch, you know, puttering across the waters. And you can see this uh, island coming up ahead of you. It's a it's a pretty good sized uh, island. It's, you know, about 400 square miles. Uh, it's got, um, you know, some nice rolling hills and it's, uh, you know, patches of woodland here and there. Although, you know, having been inhabited for millennia, uh, it's been well cleared for um you know, shepherding uh, duties. And um, 
Anyway, you're coming up on the uh, the little pier, the little dock. And you can see as you get closer that there is a uh, carriage that appears to be parked down near the dock uh, waiting for you. There's a, there's a, a driver, you know, bundled up in his, his oil skins, uh, you know, up on the, the high seat. Uh, you can see, you know, the wind whipping away the cigarette smoke as soon as he... Uh, exhales and uh as the boat docks and the gangplank is lowered he hops down off the carriage all right um i'm digging it i'm like (laughs) i'm like looking around and i'm like what do you think honey Not darling. Bad. Oh, darling, it's what I've always dreamt. Well, hell yeah. Well, here, yeah, <laughs> me and four of my friends <laughs> all here to sleep in this castle. I'm excited about it. Well, and and <clears throat> the thing is, is that if you've done any reading on it, um, the Isle is very much kind of positioning itself as a tourist destination these days, you know. Did any of her, like, friends or anything like that come? Or is it really just, like, you know, Grizz and just, the gang? Yeah. It's four weird friends. Yeah, her four weird friends. I mean, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's up to you. You know, if you if you wanted, like, you know, maybe the, the bridal party would come along as well. I say everybody can. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, she probably has a little bridal party, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, unless anybody wants one of them as, like, a plus one, they probably stayed home but Iskander if you want to bring your lady in waiting I mean it's one of those things where it there's a there's an etiquette and a protocol like there you know what I mean you don't just bring people to something like this so that I feel like that would only be appropriate if expressly invited I don't think that I would try to orchestrate such a thing well I mean I probably would have put it out there like hey everybody gets a plus one because all the bridesmaids dipped. <laughs> <laughs> Unless David needs some NPC fodder, that's fine. Oh yeah, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some hapless victims. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we need some spiritual cannon fodder, the bridesmaids, <laughs> the, the bridesmaids are definitely welcome to join us. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know that uh, this is an adventure that Sasha would necessarily come along on unless it was, unless everyone was doing the plus one thing. I don't think he would, you know, I don't think they're at that stage yet. To be fair, it is slightly less awkward if it's not just like, I don't know. The four of us and the and married the, couple. Like, yeah, married couple. <laughs> I think that like it makes it feel like less festive and more just kind of like I don't know. Like, are they, yeah. are like we're, are they yeah. as employees? This is just. Like, are we here to witness the consummation <laughs> so that it's like <laughs> official? Yeah, we got to make sure that that's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking of old marriage customs, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I don't. It, it, yeah, like I said, if anybody, I'm just putting it out there. If anybody wanted to orchestrate a plus one, they certainly can. If and if the bridesmaids want to come uh, to make it less awkward, 
that's also fine. We can be like, hey, we're just a big old party. This is our honeymoon, and there's no, we're not, there's like our uh, genders aren't being ratioed right now. I think we're pretty <laughs> even now. <laughs> right, right. If, if we want to do the plus one thing, depending on how the Templars are, you know, how their their work is going with Ms. Doolin, I think that would probably be Frederick's plus one. If, okay. she, wants, if she wants to go. That's and if so that's true. something we all want to do is like bring guests and have, you know, more fodder. <laughs> Like I said, I think it, I don't know. It makes it feel more like a party and less like. Who's your plus one, Braxta? Is it the, the officer? What hot Scots are there? I, I wasn't coming up with a lot of hot Scots. I know, uh, I know. I was like perusing get, like notable Scots and I was like, oh, hmm. Uh, mm. You gotta you gotta bring somebody from Paris anyway. Or I guess, it, or the land of fairy or London, I guess, maybe. I don't know. We'll maybe go with uh, Birdie Wells again. He's kind of a party boy at this stage. Sure, go. sure. Sounds good. I mean, that mustache, I like though. The... <laughs> <laughs> I like that Astrid invented the dab and Grant just invented the Oprah with a, you get a bridesmaid and you get a bridesmaid. <laughs> you get a bridesmaid. <laughs> There's a lot of revolutionary thinking happening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough okay so yeah uh pleasant can definitely be along uh birdie and anybody else we'll just fill it out with the with the bride's uh party otherwise that fine okay so all right and i'm just double checking here let's see here psychic binding See body of knowledge, sanity, and madness. Oh, interesting. Just seeing what uh, these various magical orders are capable of. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think um, I think in terms of treatment from the Templars, uh, you can definitely assume that they've managed to at least um, halt her symptoms. From progressing any further so yeah yeah if she's up for it too it's obviously just an invitation so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah i think she'd be into it all right good so um with that you are all so this much expanded uh wedding or uh, honeymoon party vacation party whatever you want to call it uh is uh departing off the uh off the launch and uh yeah this this gentleman is uh is coming up he's got a uh you know a little flat cap and a wool sweater and the and the uh, waterproof jacket on and everything and a little hand rolled cigarette dangling from his lips uh who's kind of taking point on this is it grant uh yeah maybe me and the missus probably mm -hmm. up top i mean unless anybody else wants to i'm cool with hanging back and kind of enjoying the sights i am on a mission to see lady mcelroy so whatever you need me to do <laughs> all right so he uh he's this guy picks out uh grant you know 
and uh, and comes up to you and and says, "Are you the American?" That's a keen eye you got there, son. I'll just expecting you is all. Jock, jock, shake, and he uh, puts out a big meaty hand. Oh yeah, I shake it, and uh, I give him like the hard hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit! All right, he's gonna return it. That's so... right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to like put him into submission, <laughs> but I yeah. do want to. I do want to be like, hey, me and you, brother, like over the, the top, his, over uh, the top. Yeah, put him in the submission. Hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> What's turn, my, turn my hat around <laughs> backwards. <laughs> Cheap shearing <laughs> council got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what is your uh, what is your physique? Oh, definitely average. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, if you want to, if you want to throw down some wands, if you happen to have any wands, uh, you can certainly try to, to out, out shake this guy. He's got a good physique. Here's a king of wands. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) What? That's right. Wow. Okay. So let's see. Uh, not, not even counting it. Um, all right. So that's an 18 against his good so that would be a high success all right yeah. so yeah you uh you return you 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 clamp down on that vice and there's a moment on his face that he looks kind of surprised and then he kind of he's like all right all right yeah. you know like yeah i just mutual respect is what i'm after here exactly well i'd say can't, you earned it good yeah can't come at me with you look like an american i'm gonna shake your hand off <laughs> <laughs> right right all right, and he says, "Oh, then, uh, we've got a big party here, so I'll have to make a couple trips. But uh, let's get the bride and the groom in first, you know." And he kind of helps uh, Mrs. Uh, Morgan into the uh, carriage, and uh, and then you know, sort of gradually, uh, the rest of you uh, filter in. Uh, you know, he's able to fit six people uh, this time, and the rest are uh, directed. Uh, over to the local pub to hang out and wait for his return. The Eiders Down is the name of the pub. Um, let's see here. Does I any... absolutely want to go to that pub, especially <laughs> if it's foul-themed. Absolutely, yes. Uh, does anybody here have social graces a good... Nobody. I do. Yeah, I do. Oh, ah, okay. Nice. Okay, so uh, Frederick, you take it all in. You notice, you note that the carriage is drawn by a pair of fine-looking matched bays, but you note that they are older horses, and that the carriage seems a bit worn. You know, like the the uh, the satin uh, upholstery is just you know kind of coming apart at the seams here and there you know paints a little chipped and um you know this is you're 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 gonna go stay at the castle of a scottish laird you know uh you would have expected better than this okay duly noted (laughs) hopefully the tapestries are not as disappointing (laughs) considering the state of my uh ancestral home i'm not too judgmental on this <laughs> that's true 
let's see. As for uh, Brexta or Astrid in uh, Bernadette's body, do either of you have comeliness at good or higher? Mine is exceptional. Um, but mine is currently <laughs> good. Okay. Until I get my old body back. Right, right. All right. So, uh, so Jock, uh, you know, um, is definitely eyeballing Brexta as she uh, gets into the uh, the carriage, and uh, that's your hot Scott right there. And um, what's his app? What's his app? What's uh, his app? What is the oh god? What's the, hold on? I'm trying to trying to summon this guy's name. Okay, <laughs> so the the movie where Billy Connolly plays Queen Victoria's uh, personal bodyguard and assistant. What's the name of that movie? Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> oh boy. Oh, Her Majesty Mrs. Brown. That's right. Um. If you look him up in that movie, uh, this is that's basically what Jock looks like. So, uh, pretty extravagantly bearded, big bushy eyebrows, uh, sort of wild hair, you know, piercing eyes. And, you know, he's just like, oh, it's been a long time since we've had such a fair maiden aboard. This old carriage. Please, uh, I'll drive as carefully as I can so that you'll have a pleasant journey back to the castle, madam. Oh, well, aren't you a charmer? And he's, like, completely ignoring uh, Wells, you know. <laughs> I'm sure Bertie's used to it. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh... So as as he's driving along, he's sort of like talking back to you all, like through the the little communication hatch, you know, in the carriage, you know, and and he says, "Oh, I suppose it's a good thing you've got a uh, one of the one of the fair folk with you. Uh, there's uh, supposedly some kind of a hat or a ghost about the grounds, but uh, don't you believe it? I think it's uh, just for the benefit of the locals." Give them something to talk about. Are there few of my kind here in your lovely village? Aye, madam. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs ever since the... Uh, well, ever, ever since the uh, crofters were thrown off their land. Uh, the good folk went with them, sadly. Mm. What with all the enclosures and whatnot. That is sad. It really brings to mind the whole uh, plight of the brownies in Paris and makes it feel, you know, that much more real, I suppose, that mm -hmm. happening all around us. It is indeed. Yes. The uh, fairy folk are being pushed back everywhere you look, it seems, these days. Uh, but the uh, the weather holds, at least for the remainder of the journey up to the castle. And soon enough, it comes into view. This looming edifice mm. uh, 
of uh, gray stone and uh, copper turrets turned green by the uh, constant rain and fog. Uh, but, you know, a large estate nonetheless. Looks like it's got plenty of room for all of you. And um, as the carriage is kind of coming around the bend, you get a good view of the grounds as well. Uh, you see um, some gardens, you know, like uh, finely manicured hedges and a fountain and trees and flowers. Strangely, at the entrance to the garden is a ticket booth uh, that is being manned by some servant. And um, much like the carriage, you know, the uh, castle and the grounds have the initial impression of being well-maintained, but also just have little, little signs of neglect uh, to the discerning eye. I'm going to say... Uh... Driver, why the ticket booth at the garden? Eh? Ah, that's part of the whole thing with the ghost. It's said that the black lady walks the garden at night. And so, uh, well, the lairds started to charge admission. Well, that's a hell of a hustle. <laughs> Gotta respect it. <laughs> no days off. Yeah, that's an unconventional way to make your money, but I suppose, uh, you know, if it if it brings in a buck or two, I suppose it's worth it. Aye, it's, it has helped uh, bring visitors out, and, uh, well, as you say, there's have, no harm in it. Have you ever seen the ghost that's said yeah. to walk these, uh, these paths? No, no. As I say, I think it's all just a bit of a, a bit of fun. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, that Laird McElroy's having. Hmm. So with that, the carriage pulls up, and Jock jumps down and begins, you know, hoisting your steamer trunks off the back of the carriage as, uh, you know, servants come out to help uh, bring them in. And uh, you all proceed up to the front door. And that takes us into chapter two, Discoveries. So, there is a uh, butler waiting for you at the front door, shows you in, and of course you enter this, you know, very grand central hall with high timbered uh, ceiling and many fine tapestries. Uh, <laughs> but, um, also, some uh, fine rugs and other assorted ephemera of decor. And uh, coming down the central staircase is the laird of the castle himself, Thomas McElroy. Uh, he is a uh, Scotsman of middle years. Uh, looks like a fine gentleman. Um, let's see here. Anything particularly notable? Well, he's kilted, of course. <laughs> uh, he's wearing a uh, a wool jacket, you know. He's got a nice little uh, manicured mustache and sideburns. And uh, uh, 
as you all come in, he uh, approaches you from across the hall and says, Ah, this must be the Americans' party. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. Amazing. I'm so happy, though. Oh, if I could bronze that and put it on my mantle, I'd do so. <laughs> you must all be rather cold and hungry after your long trip. Please join me in the dining room. And uh, he escorts you through into what is indeed a very large and well-appointed dining room with a massive fireplace in which a fire blazes. Uh, there's a long table suitable for seating about 20 uh, with, you know, full service set out, candelabra, so forth. And, uh, you know, servants hopping to it to uh, see to your every needs. Uh, you know, he says, I understand you have more of your party coming up, but we can get started here. No reason to wait around and let the crumpets get cold. I pull the chair out for Mrs. Grant and... Uh... Well, she sits in it. I scoot her in there, and I sit next to her, put her at my right. And, uh, you know, I try to do the gentlemanly thing of putting the napkin on my lap and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And All right. I, I'm trying not to drink on this trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll interesting. See, yeah, we'll see if that happens, because uh, I feel like Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Morgan probably got on me about all of the bottles <clears throat> at the uh <laughs> in the hotel room there probably um, so yeah yeah i did i definitely didn't try to clean it up before <laughs> we left uh so yeah that's I'm, true actually <laughs> please don't judge the way i live right yeah i'm like i sleep on the floor <laughs> You're but a you, married man now. I Such know, behavior yeah. is no longer appropriate. I'm trying to change. <laughs> I gotta believe I can. So I'm I'm trying not to drink and I'll I'll take the penalties. <laughs> I'll take the, yeah, let me look up the rules for DTs here. That's oh, right, boy. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I would okay. definitely ask, um, is your good lady wife going to be joining us for our our food so he sort of uh pauses in mid flick of his napkin as he was about to put it on his lap as well and and he says ah the lady mcelroy no i'm afraid not uh she's um well she's not feeling too well oh i'm sorry to hear that um i bear a message from one of her friends in london and i am a bit of a physician myself if you'd like me to see to her at all well, uh, I mean, we've, I've had some doctors around, and uh, there's not much to be done for her, I'm afraid, but I can certainly pass along your kind offer. Ah, but here are the neeps and tatties. Let's dig in. So you are uh, treated to a fine buffet of Scottish cuisine. You get your... Uh, you do indeed get your neeps and tatties and your haggis. You get your uh, Scottish crumpets, which are like seven-inch pancakes. Um, and, um, you know, you get some hot tea uh, to go with it. 
and Dude, uh, Scott- yes. Scottish crumpets look dope. Is <laughs> is the haggis well spiced? Oh, it's it's quite delicious. Yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing is quite. As good. a Turk, I think I would pick up on the, the spices in there. So if they're lacking, that would mm. be that would be bad. But hopefully mm-hmm. they spiced it adequately. I'm just stoked because this is all new food. And it's one of Astrid's favorite things is anything new and novel. And so, yeah, she has like this like lovely, you know, Bernadette exterior, but she's there like eating like a fat kid. So she's having a good time. (laughs) Tucking in. Yeah, I see this as fancy food for sure. Um, And, uh, you know, me and Mrs. Grant are probably like giggling to ourselves as we're like feeding each other Scottish crumpets and. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've got some haggis and she's got some haggis and we're like crossing our arms to f- <laughs> Oh my god. Nice. You do, do that with the like... hot tea and spilling it on each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. It's definitely do like a wedding a... cake thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Put it on their nose instead. It's haggis. We yeah. we're definitely like if anybody looked over at us, then you'd be like, "Oh, what are you doing?" <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, halfway through, the rest of the party uh, shows up. By this point, uh, it has started to uh, rain outside. And, um, and a wind has picked up. And, yeah. So, um, any anything specific in terms of uh, dinner table conversation? Yeah, I definitely want to bring up the the black lady if nobody else does. Yeah, I was going to, but you can because yeah, that's the oh, only yeah. thing I would want oh, to no. ask. Oh no, exactly like, what I want to ask about. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Well, if that's more the case, about this ghost. I'll let I'll let you guys handle that, and me and Mrs. Grant can just uh, giggle and eat haggis. <laughs> <laughs> giggle haggis. It's the best way. You've never had haggis until you're giggling through it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Astrid, then? We've heard the tales of this mysterious black lady. Can you tell us more about this haunt in your on your grounds? Ah, the black lady. Yes. Yeah. Well, she's always seen moving through the gardens directly behind the castle, always at dusk. Um... Uh, she does not appear every night, though. Uh, she's, uh, well, they say she's uh, spectral, uh, clad in swathing black robes. She wanders the garden as if searching for something, never takes the same route twice, and has been known to wail an unworldly cry. She vanishes. After the sun completely sets, I've ordered my staff to uh, give her plenty of room. And when, good sir, pray tell, did this begin to afflict your noble castle? Oh, earlier this year, about six months ago. 
Couldn't have timed it better, mm. though. Right at the beginning of tourist season. Did this perhaps uh, coincide with any significant uh, occurrences uh, locally? Oh, he uh, leans back and thinks, not that I can recall, no. She seems to be fairly uh, benign, but uh, she's given the lady of the house uh, quite a scare. Are there no, any not, of the uh, servants still around right now? Yeah, oh, sure. There's... Not, not sure I believe him. <laughs> I want to ask around about this, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're 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 being I mean, waited upon. So kind of yeah. curious. Do any of them seem to have any like, you know, facial tics or kind of flickers of emotion as he's saying like all of this that everything's kind of fine and not a big deal? Um, you do catch a couple. Like... Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty professional, but you do you do catch them exchanging a glance here and there. You know, so. You know, maybe they're not they're not quite as blasé about it as he is, or else he's putting on an act for your benefit, you know. I spill some tea on my lap. <laughs> and uh <clears throat> I I'm like, oh and I, you know, kind of lean back and um I'm looking under the table just for a just for a moment. Um I want to see what kind of shoes this guy's wearing. Hmm. All right. Um. Yeah, you just you take a little peep, and uh, you know he's wearing the knee socks with the with the pattern, and uh, very nicely. Yeah, exactly. And uh, very nicely polished uh, black uh, shoes, leather shoes. Okay. I'm gonna make note of that. I'll probably try okay. to pick some up. <laughs> right head down to local cobbler yeah also i'm you know you never know you might see him a toe sticking out behind a curtain or something <laughs> sure sure definitely need one of them sweaters well, a shopping trip will be in order <laughs> luckily there's oh. shops on the hall <laughs> exactly <laughs> well you want to pass the gift shop on your way in uh he says, oh, yes, of course, you're always free to uh, take a little trip down to the, the village. Uh, some of you have already been to the pub. And, of course, there's uh, other attractions down there as well for those of you looking to spend some coin. But, um, uh, of course, you're always free to uh, wander the grounds up here. But I just advise that you not go wandering in the gardens too late we'll, we'll definitely be wandering the gardens too late <laughs> we will yeah we like knowingly glance at each other it's like, yeah. like the montage of like the eyes across the table like all looking like oh yeah, yeah. we would never do that yeah like, you, you, that you all bite like you all bite down advice. at the same time yeah <laughs> it's luke a whole crumpet in my yeah. mouth <laughs> it's like uh luke on jabba's barge where there's like a trumpet hit every time we <laughs> glance at one another and not <laughs> <laughs> or uh johnny dangerously with all the nodding <laughs> totally no more nodding no <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time Johnny Dangerously has been brought up in this campaign, and I love it every time. It's one of my I'm favorite here for movies. 
top five goats. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see here. Yeah, so he says, uh, he says, all right, good now. That's, uh, <clears throat> that's a black lady. She's, she's a part of this castle, just like the rest of us. She's done nothing to harm anybody. You should leave her alone. How, uh, what, what is the history of your castle? How long has it been in this place? Well, uh, originally it was uh, built in the 14th century. And he kind of launches into this, you know, long uh, discursive history uh, about, um, you know, the castle and the McElroy family and how they received ownership of the castle and the island in exchange for uh, lending their aid to some fairy allies. Um uh, and, uh, you know, some, at some point in the far distant past and, um, you know, it's been in the family ever since and they're Lords of the Isle and, uh, so on and so forth. You know. Is it all the original architecture? Uh, yes. Yes, it is indeed. So, um, the dinner is kind of settled into a, a routine of clinking silverware and porcelain, you know. And then all of a sudden, Pleasant is like, have you considered the fact it might be a banshee? At which point, you know, somebody drops a kettle and it shatters, you know. And uh, the Laird kind of looks a little offended and he says, I don't think so. I'm going to make, like, eye contact with her and, like, raise my eyebrows. Like, girl, like, I know. I'm with you. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, Pleasant, Pleasant's been pacing Astrid in terms of, like, putting stuff away, because it's like, this is hands down, other than, you know, the couple times that Lord Asmuth, you know, took her to some nice place incognito. You know, this is, like, hands down the nicest place she's ever been in her life. Is she from around here? I mean, I know she's, like, she's Irish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to you want to ask her that? Yeah, well, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't you uh, ask her? Yeah, I might. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be like. It'll be like. So, how's it feel to be back in the old country? But <laughs> yeah, right. I would, I would like offer a... to kick you under the table, but my legs are too short. No, actually, that's probably something Grant would actually do. So I'll go ahead and do that. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't be like the charming hero all the time. I gotta be. I gotta be. I gotta be grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so she just she just looks at you and she, and um, only your only your obvious and complete ignorance, uh, you know, saves you from uh, a blistering tirade. Totally. And she just says, "I'll have you know, I'm from Cork County. Look it up sometime." Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Sounds wonderful. And uh, McElroy kind of, you know, being the, you know, the cultured aristocrat, you know, quickly attempts to clear the air. He's like, ah, oh, yes, I have visited that lovely part of your island uh, once or twice myself, uh, young lady. And uh, I, uh, I found it astoundingly beautiful both times. So then they kind of get into a little dialogue, you know. 
Um, anything else you guys want to address while we're at the dinner? Yeah, I guess I would probably, like, around that point somewhat be like, well, I mean, speaking of not having appropriate knowledge, um, what is the issue or offense at mentioning a banshee? Well, they tend to be more hostile in general. They're not, uh, they're not the most benign of spirits, you know. Usually they have some kind of, uh, well, some kind of, of uh, grievance or debt they're trying to, uh, to address. Would, so, obviously we're in Castle Falkenstein world, but mm-hmm. is, is it like, oh yeah, we dealt with a banshee last year, those pesky things, or is it like a supernatural, like, event still where we're like, oh, that's, folklore that doesn't happen you know or something along those lines kind of in between you know it's like these things do exist but it's trying to think of like a real world analogy it would it would kind of be like you know if you were talking about a rare and dangerous animal you know like oh okay right like you know oh or uh, you know, could there be a tiger loose on your on your grounds? That's oh, killing right. all these oh, people. Okay. You know, like I, I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, at at the talks of banshees, I guess Grizzly might kind of. I don't know. I don't know that he would say anything because he doesn't. He definitely was, doesn't want to alarm Mrs. Grant. In fact, he mm-hmm. might. He might be like, "Well, I'm sure whatever's on the properties won't do us any harm," and he kind of like pats uh, Mrs. Grant's leg mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to reassure her. Uh, but in his mind, he's like, I don't think I can shoot a banshee. <laughs> they shoot banshees, don't they? Yeah, yeah. can you shoot one of those? <laughs> and of course, for Frederick, uh, I mean, you would know a banshee, you know, uh, is definitely more often associated with the unseely, and Brexto as well, of course, definitely more often associated with the unseely court, uh, which probably for Frederick would not be, not be the most welcome of... Uh, connections no yeah frederick is is uh, growing more uncomfortable by the minute uh i think when he he's probably at the pub with the first mm-hmm. you know he kind of waited was part of the second round mm-hmm. and uh tried to put oh, away okay. as much whiskey as possible while there uh and once he's now at this old spooky castle it's bringing back all sorts of old spooky memories and uh he's continuing the the drinking and general uh nervousness <laughs> asking if they could uh you know just sort of spike up that tea a little bit for you yeah or maybe he brought a flask with him and he's he's doing it himself Ooh, oh okay yeah well, on, on the sly yeah all right uh so yeah so you know the 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 supper passes uh in otherwise pleasant conversation so uh astrid you've made the offer to uh lend your medical expertise for lady mcelroy uh how would you like to try and convince the laird of your good intentions um well i do have good charisma I have great education if I just need to sound really smart, like I know what I'm talking about, like, oh yes, a condition of Vlargan Harbinus and whatever, then whatnot. Um, so, you know, I, 
whatever you think would be best for this case, I am happy to go either way. Um, yeah, I think if you want to sound like you know what you're talking about, you know, go with that that option. Uh, and he's he's not. Let's see, not overly suspicious. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Yeah, it would just be an average task, I think. So, uh, what's your what's your level at? Great. Ah, great is an automatic full success. So uh, as the as the supper breaks up, uh, Laird McElroy stands and he says, uh, he says, well, yeah, I think uh, perhaps I'll take you up on that offer, madam. If you'll uh, just follow me, then. Oh, uh, of course. As for the rest of you, uh, our uh, our uh, servants will show you to your quarters, and you can feel free to get settled in. We're all like one hundred percent meeting in like the shadiest study for like drinks to like gossip about. I was gonna right? say totally. We yeah, need to okay, share a glance like of like we're of, gonna yes. yeah. We're nice totally meeting right. up, like, later. Yeah. yeah, okay, there's, cool. There's a mystery to solve, gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely give them, like, the Scooby-Doo look of, like, I'll totally. fill you in when I'm done. Uh, can we have a scene where we're running around in the halls of the castle and we're going in one door and coming out the other and yeah, exactly. somebody ends up in the armor and... <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna thank the, thank the Lord and, well, not, <clears throat> you know, the Laird. Uh -huh. I think the Laird. I'm a, but uh -huh. I am going to call him my lord. <laughs> so Malaird. Think, yeah, my lord. I think that's fancy. And, uh, you know, when we get up there, I'll probably humor Mrs. Grant until she feels like she's going to go to sleep and then, or, or time to read a book. And, and then I'll go meet up with the, with everybody else. All right, cool. All right. So Astrid, you are conveyed into one of the wings of the castle uh, down a long hall past uh, rain-splattered windows and uh, to a uh, large oak door at the end of uh, this hallway, uh, at which point uh, McElroy uh, asks you to please uh, wait here, and then he heads within. So as you wait, you can see from your vantage point, uh, you're like up on the second story, and you can see uh, right down into uh, the gardens from where you're at. What time of day is it after oh, it's, something? That's getting on for dusk. Oh, okay. I suppose I will look out the window then while I wait. <laughs> no harm in that, right? Certainly not. Uh, and so the, uh, the rain has begun to... Uh, to lighten up and um, and a bit of the setting sun is you know breaking through under the clouds so it's illuminating this uh, you know rain splattered garden and uh, as you are looking down you know into the into the hedge maze the obligatory hedge maze uh, you do indeed see a woman moving through the hedges, dressed all in black with a black veil, black gloves, you know, 
and her uh, her dress seems to move about her, uh, as does her veil. But it's just the briefest glimpse as she kind of goes around a corner of the hedge maze, passes out of sight, and in that moment, the door opens again, and Laird McElroy says, uh, the lady will see you now. Awesome. If this was real life, I'd freak out, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're shown in to a, uh, you know, very large and well-appointed bedchamber. Uh, the curtains are drawn. Uh, it feels like they've probably been closed all day because the air is very stuffy. Um, there are some oil lamps on tables that have been lit. And, um, and you get your first look at uh, Lady McElroy. Um, she is uh, thin-faced and um, sort of has a somewhat unpleasant expression on her face. You know, not a great beauty by by any means. Uh, perhaps made worse by you know her poor health over the last year. Uh, she's wearing black, you know, with uh, some white lace accents, uh, and it's just kind of a house dress, you know, nothing nothing fancy. But uh, she says, "My husband tells me that um, you're somewhat." Skilled physician, madam. Yes. Um, I'm a calculation engineer by trade, but I've been studying medicine, and I hoped I might be able to do something to help you. I heard you are unwell. Well, I, uh, some may say that. I'm, I personally think I am just rather tired from the season. Mm. Has her husband left, or is he still here? Uh, he is still here. Okay. Well, if you would like, I would certainly be happy to do an examination. I know sometimes being a woman, it can be difficult um, to have someone understand what you are feeling and, uh, you know, how things are going. And perhaps my experience can help to lend better to that expertise in helping you. Oh, well, uh, I suppose it couldn't hurt. And, so she, um, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, either I would kind of, like, give the laird a sort of look like maybe some privacy for this examination. Right, if right. If that doesn't work, right. I have a backup plan. <laughs> All right. So uh, so you, you give him a look and he kind of twigs to it. You know, he's like, oh, of course. Uh, excuse me. And he departs. And so, like, you know, I get close to her. I have my bag of fun stuff, as I always do. Um, and I, like, whisper as I lean close, like, I have a message from your friend, um, Mrs. Mrs. Memory Lord, and I'm here to help you. So she looks a bit startled at this. And, uh, she says, oh, memory. I I have been corresponding with her, but um, I hope I didn't frighten her. 
she was simply concerned and wanted someone to be able to check in on you personally. So I just need you to tell me everything you know about this black woman so that we can try to figure it out. No, well, there's very little to tell, I'm afraid. I've watched her from my window over here times. And uh, I don't know. It's, it is it is what it is, you know. It's um, a feature of the castle, I suppose. The strange thing about it is that I've I've watched her several times now, and I think for a spirit, it's awfully strange that she always walks between the hedges, never through them. Oh, that definitely is strange. Your husband made it to seem as though you're more concerned about her than, than he is, or that he seems fit to think is right. No, oh, I think he's just playing it up for the tourists, you know. Hmm. He's uh, quite keen on making a bit of coin off this whole thing. Oh, I see. Well, thank you for the information. Please know that my friends who are quite capable will be looking into this to make sure that you are safe and sound. And I will report back to your friends with the good news. In the meantime, would you like me to, to go ahead and examine and see if there might be anything amiss to make you feel ill? No, no, I'm quite fine, thank you. Quite fine indeed. Now, with your good physician, hmm. uh, you are quite able to diagnose the fact that she is uh, probably most likely suffering from what they would call a malaise. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, makes sense <laughs> for what she's been through, so very well. Well, please, if there is any time where you would like to talk or do anything at all, we'll be here for a while as part of our trip, so I'd be happy to converse with you at any time. Of course, thank you. Um, that is very kind of you indeed. And yes, please do convey uh, the good news to my dear friend. Of course, I will let you rest for the evening. Meanwhile, in the darkest study in the castle <laughs> that you could find, the rest of you have uh, met up. So obviously, Grant, you were uh, set up with a nice, you know, fourth floor tower suite, you know, with a commanding view out over the countryside. Uh, the rest of you all get, you know, just a little guest room, uh, on the lower floors of the same tower. And so it is, um, quite easily accomplished to, uh, meet up, uh, after, uh, Mrs. Morgan has retired to the bedchamber, uh, to meet up in the, you know, sort of parlor portion of your guest suite. Yeah, definitely. As I'm sneaking out the room, um, you know, I've, I imagine she's probably like got her head on my chest and I'm able to like kind of sneak out a little. Yeah. And then uh, I get over there and I pick up my hat or I'm probably like open the creak and open the door and, you know, 
sliding out and then yeah. I, I close the door and then before it latches shut i reach in and grab my hat and... <laughs> <laughs> nice nice <laughs> i was imagining you in the like old school like sleeping gown sort of thing with the cap on and like your gun belt like belted over it <laughs> got the in butt, your boots the, the butt flap and everything <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, that's even better. You've got your uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the rest of you, uh, you know, meet up, including Astrid, you know, who at this point would have had time to, to return to her chambers and check in with everyone. So, you know, we'll say it's uh, nighttime, but not too late, probably. And, uh, yeah, there's a nice fire going and the... Um, you know, the black and white marble uh, fireplace of the parlor. And, uh, you know, a bit of a wind blowing outside, rattling the windows from time to time. So what's the plan? <laughs> yeah. I saw her. I saw her. I saw I saw the black, black woman with her robes and everything. It was crazy. She was in, she was in the hedge maze. I was actually yes. gonna ask, since we all had some time, is there a chance that any of the rest of us might have caught a glimpse of her as well? Uh, so the thing is that the garden is uh, positioned on the far side of the castle from where you are. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like the only way that um, that Astrid was able to see her was the fact that she went over to that side of the castle. So is it like the garden is um, kind of more on the side where, say, like the the lards? like private sort of chambers are yeah, or, yeah okay and we're sort of just at the front of the house right the correct clubs go. yeah yeah okay <laughs> right, we'll describe so, her what did she look like yeah 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 well, yes what can you tell us they described you know dressed all in black black veil black gloves very difficult to see any features underneath. But what was interesting in talking with the lady at the house, she says that the, the woman always moves through the, the maze, never like actually using the path. She never goes through the hedges like a ghost. She behaves as one more corporeal, if you will. Well, perhaps uh, her spirit is accustomed to walk in the hedge maze and Therefore, she doesn't think to use uh, her spectral, her ethereal form, as it were. Or maybe she only has an average etherealness. Shots fired. <laughs> I Damn. think it's worth investigating, um, particularly if we think there may be something afoot. I don't know. I mean, you heard the Laird. He said that she's never done any harm. And I mean, that's. As far as I know, how he's making his money. <laughs> it is unusual, though, that she would appear uh, just six months ago. Um, I mean, depending on who she is. That I is... imagine it would be terribly fun to just show up at a castle like this. There's no one around. So clearly there must be something keeping her here or drawing her here. And if truly she is a spirit stuck in this place, maybe we can help her. And recall your comments from our own previous investigation, Grant, uh, that uh, who stands to profit the, 
I recall you saying follow the money. This is a good uh, venue to pursue. I agree with that. Absolutely. But I guess I'm not quite sure what the threat is. Well, I did meet with Mrs. Memory Lord um, in the interim time before this trip. And she was concerned that if this was a banshee, that there could be danger. Um, even if we choose not to interrupt, if it's just some charade for the sake of lordly monies, um, I mean, if that's something you want to allow to continue to happen, fine. But knowing that it isn't a danger, I think is the important thing. I agree with that, Astrid. I think that's a great point. Do I have any particular knowledge? I mean, having delved into both sides, I think at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, why they're a big deal other than being incredibly, uh, I don't know, they're downers. <laughs> you don't want them around at a party. Yeah, they they can be yeah they can be uh, dangerous. You know they they can uh, they can actually kill people. You know and they've been known to. So. Well, I wonder if this thing, if this thing is one of those things, if it is a banshee. I wonder what has kept it from. I mean, a I wonder what's brought it here in six months. That seems like a odd time. I mean, Brexta, do you uh, do you know of any fairies that just choose to pop into existence and haunt a place? I mean, where your will takes you uh, okay. is really... Well? Uh, but I will say, I mean, this place being so devoid of other fair folk, really... Uh, I mean, banshees, I believe, are more drawn to sadness. This place is sad. There's nothing fun here all of the fair folk are gone there's no i think well this is my this is my ridden. honeymoon <laughs> i mean sorry for the invite <laughs> the food is Let's say, sadness yeah the party yeah. just got <laughs> here <laughs> it's just dripping with yeah. sadness well and that's the thing is uh it doesn't sound like the castle itself has had a history of sadness but if, you know, this poor creature appeared, you know, pulled against her will for all we know, six months ago, then perhaps something happened six months ago that was so traumatizing that, you know, she had no choice but to be bound to this place. I can't imagine wanting to stay, um, I, especially I, to stay for six months without any Yeah, I mean, company. if it's... Six months, and it, apparently nobody's been killed? But we don't know that for sure. We know that the Lord has said that no one's been killed. Also, David, out of character, in talking to Memory, she mm -hmm. told me about what happened with Lady McElroy. Um, I know it's like last year or whatever, but mm -hmm. exactly how long ago was her unfortunate event? Uh, it would have been just about a year ago, actually. Okay. Just me? Sure. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Then, yeah, I'm unaware of anything else. But also, we, yet, we don't have all the information. Perhaps another visit into town, talking to some folks at the pub, seeing maybe if those more at the 
having to buy a ticket level have seen anything more of interest. Yeah. Did anybody in the, I mean, we were the first ones on the boat. Did anybody see uh, interested or disturbed that we were going over there? Haas, I know you <laughs> are drinking. Right. You didn't, you didn't get any dire warnings, but yeah, I was actually just about to kick it there to Haas since you mentioned that you were at the pub waiting for that second ride. So yeah, we didn't have the horror movie. We'll do, a little, <laughs> we'll do a little flashback here. Ooh. Haas staring into the fire in the, in the study, uh, thinking back on this afternoon when he was down in the pub. So, uh, so yeah, so you would have walked into this pub with Pleasant and some of the other members of uh, the bride's party, you know, and uh, it was definitely a, a good time, you know, lots of, lots of raucous laughter, clinking of, of mugs and glasses, somebody playing darts, you know, pentagram on the wall, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, just normal. Just the slaughtered lamb. The slaughtered lamb, exactly. Um, but, um, you know, as you walk in, everyone kind of goes quiet to, you know, to look. But, you know, it's it's not like it's this, like, provincial, you know, pub in the middle of nowhere. It's, you know, right on the docks. So they're used to people coming and going. So... They kind of take you in, though, and, and they, they look at your bearing, and they can see that you're a, a gentleman. And so there's, a, you know, a few little, like, kind of polite nods and, and tugging of caps, you know. And then people just kind of go back to their their chit-chat. So how would you like to approach your, uh, your time in the pub? So uh, I think the first thing we'll do is look for a table that mm-hmm. would... Uh, you know, suffice for everyone in our party. Mm-hmm. And then I would head up to the bar to get uh, drinks, maybe some glasses and a bottle of whiskey or, you know, wine or whatever. That's true. You said you were you're getting loaded, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'll just ask the uh, bartender, the uh, the tavern keeper, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, we're staying at Broderick Castle. Do you have any, um, you know, experiences there? And I'll, I'll keep in mind that I noted the worn look of the carriage. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just fish around, see if they, you know, the locals know anything about what's happening there. So this is, of course, before visiting the castle, so I'm not really sure what to expect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, the person behind the bar is a is a, a kindly older woman with uh, you know flaming red hair. Uh, looks like Mrs. Garrett from Facts of Life for those of you old enough to remember. Uh, <laughs> and um, so she introduces herself as Mistress Ross, and uh, and she says, uh, "Well, yeah, we've." Um, We've actually not had a lot of uh, custom with the uh, with the castle lately, unfortunately. Uh, what is your mm, your choice? Exchequer, charisma, or connections? How do you want to? You could use exchequer to kind of impress her, like I am a gentleman. You can tell me anything. Uh, charisma, of course, would just be charming her. Connections would be probably the least likely. You know? I believe my cousin uh, once lived here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your choice. 
Well, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with connections because that's the only skill that I have. Oh, okay. Three. Uh, you don't have X-Tracker? I don't, no. Oh, interesting, okay. Uh, I have connections. I have great connections. Great uh, connections. Oh, well, okay. So how how would you uh, this international diplomat uh, justify it? Well, you know what? Is it possible instead of uh, that, is, would it be possible to use performance? And try to, or is that would that be something entirely different? Well, how would you want to use it? Um, hmm, let's see. You know what? Uh, okay, so I'm thinking performance is probably more along the lines of actual performing, right? Like singing, dancing, like that kind of thing, rather Correct. than yes. uh, performing a, uh, you know. Uh, playing it a part or something. So, uh, okay, so in the case of connections, I think what I'll probably end up doing is, yeah, just mention my um, connection to the uh, the embassy and mm. uh, say, you know, that I'm here on diplomatic business and any uh, information would be most helpful. Okay, and what, what level did you say that was at? It's that great. Great. Okay, good. Uh, well, you'll be able to get one rumor out of her, but if you want to uh, try and buy that up, uh, let's see, that would be swords. Okay, so, uh, hmm. Don't have swords. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just going to have to dump, I think. All right. Zadoop. Actually, you know what? Uh, I'll just get a new hand. Oh, all right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Recall those. And okay, let me then... dump these guys, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Go ahead and draw your new hand. Ooh. Such luxury. Wow. Very luxurious. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, play a page of swords. Oh, and uh, Jade just had a power outage, apparently. No. Wondering where she went. No. Hmm. The downside of these online venues mm. all right a page mm. of swords you say well that's excellent all right so that will be enough to get you uh three three pieces of information uh i know castle falkenstein doesn't use dice but there are six rumors here so if you wanted to roll d6 three times i wouldn't yes. roll it against you oh i'd love to what are these dice you speak of i Whoa. know Careful, one of them's a chamber pot I know. We'll, we'll believe this, well, but a to be ball. to be fair, if if uh, dice were going to be a thing and Castle Pakistan, you would use them in a shitty little pub. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They're probably throwing some bones over in the corner. Prefer the term quaint, sir. <laughs> I rolled a six, a three, shitty and a indeed. one. How dare you? Oh, perfect. <laughs> All right, so a six, three, and a one. Oh, well, 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 well. So, uh, Mistress Ross, uh, 
decides to join you in in this uh, bottle of whiskey that you've ordered, and um, and she says, well, you know the uh, the Isle of Arran is a shadow of what it once was, sir, a shadow. The clearances saw wealthy individuals take advantage of poorly written Scottish law to evict farmers and consolidate land into larger farms, focusing on sheep herding instead of food growing. Many have left the isle for cities on the mainland looking for work. Those that remained ended up earning less due to a depressed economy and less employment opportunity. Uh, The McElroys did their best to fight against these clearances, but there was little they could do against the force of the law. But sadly, sir, many of the ferries on this isle left during the clearances as well, choosing to follow the departing humans with whom they had formed family bonds, you might say. Others vanished into the hills or waters and haven't been seen since. And uh, shortly before Jock returns with the carriage, uh, Mistress Ross leans in and in a very confiding tone says, See that young lady just departing right now? That's Fiona Logan, the pastor's daughter. She has the voice of an angel. Now some are whispering that she and the laird might be having an affair. But that's none of my business. Interesting. All right, thank you for that. All right, so, so yeah, I'll finish, you, uh, uh, up there and head out. Yeah, so you 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 come back out of your reverie, thinking back to the conversations of the evening as everyone else is busy chatting away. Hmm. Okay. Uh. So. I will share that information with everyone and my suspicions that perhaps this uh, lady in black is not so ethereal after all. It might be something much more uh, human. Well, what would, a, what would a person be doing just wandering around the gardens? Unless they're seeing a cut of the pay of the ticket stubs. Well, it could be something as simple as a an elaborate uh, ruse to cover up the Laird's infidelity. Um, perhaps uh, others saw this. What was her name, Dave? The uh, uh, Fiona Logan. Perhaps others saw this Fiona Logan uh, wandering the gardens, and uh, this story was invented to uh, make it seem as if something else was afoot, something supernatural, and it kind of grew from there. Can't say for certain. And then uh, Frederick finishes his glass of whiskey and puts his cigarette out on the uh, fireplace mantle. But I suppose the only way we'll find out is if we head down there ourselves. Astrid, you said you just saw her. Uh, How long ago was that? How long have we been talking in here? I mean, you know, it was as the sun was going down. It's October, so it was probably yeah, a few so hours ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, if the tales are true, we may be too late today, but um, I can definitely lead you to the place where I saw her if we wanted to take a look. I don't see any harm in that. And uh, I, I do recall uh, the Laird saying that she doesn't come every night, uh, which, again, breeds suspicion. You know, you'd think a, a spirit might have a more regular schedule. <laughs> Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays from 5 to 7. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go check it out. Okay. So the um, the guest suites are accessed from, you know, kind of like a, uh, a central uh, landing, right? And uh, so you all tromp down to this landing. There's a single doorway that leads then into a, a hallway. But when you try the door, you find it has been locked from the other side. Locked, you say? Locked, no, I too say. bad. We have the altitudinous human delivery harness. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> or, or, of course, uh, tinkering. I was going to say, I have some skill with locks and the similar mechanical devices, perhaps. Mm. If, uh, if, if it's not like a blind deadbolt or barred from the other side type of situation, I might be able to pick it open. Well, I have a suspicion you might even... It. I have a suspicion yeah. you may be able to uh, get us past a, a barred door as well. Even scary. then, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Roll your well, bed bars, lift gates, please. <laughs> <laughs> if he falls fine if not the sword <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all right uh yeah so you can you can undo this lock with a great tinkering feat or yeah if you want to deploy the uh the altitudinous descender uh from an up, upper story window you may do that as well of course well hey Jay do... hey a wild jade has appeared. <laughs> That's awesome. That weird. <laughs> Ultimate spookiness. The house plunged oh. into complete blackness. Yeah, right, huh? <laughs> Would have been great if it was, and with an accompanying peal of thunder. And then, boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's actually kind of worse because it was black. just like pure silence. Like, just outside and nothing. Yikes. Yeah, that That's is spoopy. the worst. Mm. All right. So uh, to catch you up, uh, we did a little flashback sequence with Frederick in which he found out that the Laird is probably having an affair with the pastor's daughter in the village. Oh. Uh, and uh, and now everyone is trying to sneak out to the gardens uh, at night just to kind of check them out. Astrid's going to show everyone where she spotted the black lady. And uh, only to have discovered that the main door uh, giving access to the rest of the castle from your guest suites has been locked from the other side. So Iskander is getting ready to try and pick that lock. I think I should try to pick it and have the um, person descender uh, device 
as a fallback. Sorry, I know I derped the name on that one uh, because that is a one at a time sort of situation. Whereas if I open yeah. the door, everyone can go through in a in a line. So sure. Yeah. I yeah, do less have... style, but more effective to go through the door. <laughs> the hell you say? Yeah, uh, you can take style a lot incorporates many right. flourishes. <laughs> um, Crack I do numbers. have a great tinkering, so... A great tinkering, um, you say? Yes. Okay, let's see. Well, that's all you need, actually, so no need to play any cards or anything like that. Fantastic. I shan't stand in your way. Alright, so the uh, lock is easily taken care of by Scander's capable uh, skills. And uh, you get your Scooby-Doo moment with the five of you sneaking out all sort of weirdly pressed together in a little clump <laughs> with synchronized tiptoes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so... You make your way out onto the grounds. It is uh, pitch black. The sky is completely overcast, so you're getting no moonlight or starlight. There's just whatever ambient light is leaking out from some of the castle windows, giving you just enough light to sort of pick your way along, you know, with one hand along the wall, trying not to trip over anything. Uh, so, yes, as mentioned, you're kind of on the front side of the castle, so you have to make your way around and then back towards the gardens and if you recall there's a gated entrance with a ticket booth uh which of course obviously at this time of night would not uh normally have somebody in it but you do sense that there is somebody nearby because you see that little glowing cherry of a cigarette uh being pulled on uh out in the darkness who wants to lead on this yeah, is it in the area of the booth, or is it just deeper in the gardens, like past the gate? It's like near the booth. It's like five feet from the booth. Okay. Well, I have excellent stealth. Well, not excellent. I have good stealth good because stealth. excellent okay. is an actual. It's an actual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> an actual <laughs> thing. Um, also, I can go invisible. So Ooh. I'm happy to maybe scout ahead and see who's hanging out up up yonder okay and does she get a bonus to stealth because i'm so bad at it and also <laughs> just not inconspicuous at all <laughs> i mean I, i'm assuming you want brex to just go on ahead without anybody else yeah we could do that <laughs> i mean like, if she wants to scout it yeah i'll be like, maybe, like ethereal the fuck out of there if necessary i think with her excellent excellent ethereal stealthiness that she's our best bet (laughs) indeed all right so let's see here uh you're stealthing it up so that would be wands um and actually we will need a great success on that one so Mm -hmm. But you're starting it good, so you really only need two points to get to that point. Okay. Well, unfortunately, I don't have any wands right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and throw down since I just need the two. Yep. Um, this guy. And let's go ahead and do uh, this guy. Cool. So there's my two All points. Right. Yep. 
All right, that gets you where you need to be. So um, you are uh, coming up on this uh, cigarette smoking man. And as you get closer, you recognize, you know, your eyes begin to pick out in the darkness the distinctive silhouette of Jock Sheath. Or Sheikh, actually. Sheikh. The ferry, that's the ferryman, right? The uh, carriage driver. The yeah. carriage driver, yeah. Carriage driver, that's right. Who was given the eyeballs to Brexta. Yeah, actually, I'm wondering if I can even use this to my advantage. Mm-hmm. See if I can. Um, am I allowed to redraw my hand up? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Do, 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 do. Let's see what I get. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can work with this. Well, I do have uh, exceptional comeliness, great charisma. He already likes me. So I think that I'll go ahead and sort of like pop out. I'm like, oh, <laughs> are you down here for a smoke as well? So uh, you startle him. You know, uh-huh. he, he, sort of, he sort of jumps and, oh, my lady. Uh, fancy meeting uh, you here. Uh, uh, I, um, <laughs> y- yes, yes, I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I nearly inhaled my cigarette. Uh, I, I, I'm just down here for a smoke and, uh, just guarding the gate, if, if I'm honest. Guarding the gate? Why, that sounds like such lonely work. You wouldn't happen to have a spare cigarette, would you? And I'm so kind of get... hoping, like, maybe I can kind of, like, <laughs> you know, like, wave my hand, like, yeah. behind my back for my friends to, like, go, 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 go. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, so he gets this wry grin on his face because, you know, he, he likes a, a lady who smokes, you know, it's kind of, kind of a bit naughty, you know, so he, uh, <laughs> he begins, you know, patting down his, his coat, like, oh, somewhere, somewhere around here. Mm-hmm. So the rest of you see the the sign from Brexta. I'll maybe yeah. just be making some like pleasant small talk about what a lovely evening it is to kind of just generate some noise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so we just haul it. I mean, quietly tiptoe haul it <laughs> in true Scooby Doo fashion. No, <laughs> Don't, yeah, Iskander. I'm like Iskander duck. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trying right through the hedges, <laughs> over them maybe. <laughs> ah, smash! <laughs> the Godzillaing through the hedges. Like, oh, the the foxes are awfully feisty. Was they're getting ready for their, their hibernation this time of year, aren't they? Yeah. Aye, aye, foxes. Yes. Um. So you reach the uh, garden gate. This is a, a wrought iron gate. It is also locked. Uh, so you have a couple options there. You can you can tinker your way through, or of course you can just scale over it with an athletics feat. Well, I can try to unlock it again, I guess, if everyone's amenable. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's some of us with athletics that are not necessarily um, par for the course, so to say. What could that be? 
Um, okay. This is a this is a much more delicate and intricate lock, so this will actually require an exceptional success. All right. And that is um let's see, is that an intellectual thing or is that a physical thing? What is uh, the uh, tinkering lock I believe. picking deal? Let's see here. What is tinkering? That is pentacles. That is a mental and intellectual activity, yes. Whoosh. All right. Balls. <laughs> I might <laughs> Iskander, I might see you looking at this and be like, Do you need some help? Uh this may Did be you need uh... to cast a spell. <laughs> no, 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 no. If no, you no, turn no. the lock into margarine, it'll be I was gonna say this would be dear right to off. open if it were butter. Well, yeah. Uh, if uh yeah, but I'm I, I'm gonna look at you and be like, do you need some help? Are are you do you have this? Oh, this does seem a bit beyond my uh, expertise. I've never seen quite such craftsmanship before. Do you mind if I give it a shot? By all means. You can kind of direct me, and I'm gonna get close to the lock and look at it, and I'm gonna scratch my head because I am poor at tinkering. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> So, um, wh- what is that? A minus two? Uh, you're at two. Yeah. Two. And, and you need to get to exceptional. So you need eight points. Eight points. All right. Well, I'm going to put down a knight of pentacles. <laughs> you see how the keyway is in a delicate uh, Z pattern that doubles back into a gooseneck. It's quite difficult to maintain tension on it while also feeling of the tumblers. Plus, I feel that there's some uh, false cylinders in here as well. It's uh, quite difficult. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I may have I'm told like, the story mm-hmm. before to some of you, but um, it reminds me of a time a friend and my a friend and me were like, I don't know, eleven, twelve years old, trying to get to a vending machine that was like on the other side of a of a you know like a little uh, gated fence in a you know sort of like a pool and rec room area. And like, so he just starts to like scale this this fence, you know. He starts to try to climb up over it, and I'm like standing in front of the gate, and I just like open it and you know step through, you know. Like, it's just like uh, you could just try opening the gate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's man. Awesome. All right. Uh, cool. So yeah, like yeah, I mean, Iskander's like completely overthinking it, and. Um, and uh, Grant just like walks up and he's like, "Oh yeah, you can just turn the handle the opposite direction." And see what happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, it's a pull, nice not a push. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's just a pull. <laughs> it's like, oh, things not open. Damn it! That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so the the yeah the lock comes out and I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. All right. Um. So you uh, move into the gardens, and uh, you are uh, moving down. Of course, you know, in between the hedges, it's even darker. But um, Astrid, you can kind of navigate from memory. You know, you're like, okay, if I'm positioned here, then I would have gone down this way or whatever. But there's a, you know, a chill wind blowing. The, the hedges are all covered in dew drops from the earlier rain. And uh, you know you're navigating through these uh, these dark passageways, 
when as you round a corner you can see up ahead uh, what appears to be a bit of billowing fabric in the wind. If I'm leading the way, I will immediately stop mm -hmm. and probably refer to literally anybody else to get in front. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, of course. <laughs> Allow <Yeah>. me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm all about putting myself in harm's way to defend the well-being of my companions. Well, so now what... you put it like that, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you like to do then about this billowing bit of fabric? I'll definitely take points uh, on checking that out, If uh, especially if uh, Grant pulls up short, you know. Um, mm -hmm. It's not... A lack of metal, I don't think. It's just, you know, the strange circumstances. And plus, he's, he's newly wed. He's got a new lease on life. He's got a wife to provide for and think about now. So Right. You know. I'm not trying to die on my honeymoon, bro. Can you imagine what that would do? <laughs> to my poor wife, the first night she like wakes up the next morning, like... Uh, well, oh, a soft-boiled egg, and what's this? A letter. Uh, your husband's dead. Sorry, you have till noon to get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> that's, that's how that goes. That's uh, indeed. <laughs> Immediately evicted. <laughs> so Skander will press on. Yes, investigate the uh, billowing black fabric. All right, so you move up, rest of the party following close behind, no doubt. And uh, as you draw closer, you can see what appears to be a scarf uh, stuck to a bit of twig. Ah. I'll pull it off from uh, the twig and hold it, uh, turn around, turning my back to the passageway. Mm. And... Uh, hold it up to my friends and say, it's just a bit of cloth, perhaps a scarf from a former patron who snagged upon the bramble. Does it look at all, as far as fabric and stuff, I'm sure I can't necessarily discern colors and things like that, mm. like what I saw, or is this something separate? It could easily have come from the thing you saw, but then again, it could have been from somebody else who was in the maze. Okay. Yeah. Now, to kind of follow up on the information that Haas procured, mm -hmm. um, either at one end of the maze or kind of in the direction that the form seemed to go, I think it'd be wise to look for some form of entrance or egress related to the castle proper mm. uh who wants to try for an exceptional perception feat my perception's good what is perception i think haas has really good perception yeah haas has a good one yeah, yeah it's yeah. uh great yeah so nice. haas would be our go-to for that and that's a mental that activity, would be or? a mental yes pentacles Pentacles. Mental okay. pentacles. Mentacles. All right. So, yeah, I will play the Page of Pentacles. Oh, damn. 
And I will draw my own replacement card. Thank you very much. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I've been cycling through the deck the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. All right. So, uh, Haas, with your your keen eagle eyes, uh, looking at the scarf, looking where it was plucked from, you see that it's one of those situations where a very narrow passageway has been cut through the hedges in such a way that unless you're looking right at it, you're not going to see it. All right, so I'll head over to the passageway and pull some of the branches aside to take a look beyond. Mm -hmm. All right, so it appears to be perhaps an access passage for like the gardeners, you know, just to allow them to get into the interior part of the, the maze without having to, you know, walk through it every time. Because it just it's like a straight shot right out of the maze, um, pointing in the direction of the village. And uh, so <clears throat> so as you're looking at the twinkling lights of the uh, the village of uh, Brodick, uh, I think that is where we will uh, leave it off with this strange mystery afoot oh mm. all right well done everyone yeah interesting you have to uh, not to let me in on the intricacies of this distinctly american lock picking technique mr grant <laughs> of simply opening the door and it just says it helps you see <laughs> yeah it just says push on the door that's all <laughs> No, he didn't understand it because it said push because it's all like all Scottish. Totally. (laughs) Just said uh, push your pansy. (laughs) So, and we'll we'll uh, yeah when we come back we'll we'll um, have an opportunity to examine the scarf and and go forth and also see what Brexta got up to with uh, Jock Shake or Sheik or however you pronounce that. So. But, uh, but yeah, this is a reminder. We are off next week, so we will reconvene right. in two weeks' time and uh, see if we can solve the mystery of Brodick Castle. Oh, mm-hmm. Or at least turn yeah. it into butter. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If all else <laughs> fails, just turn the castle into butter. You know how butter. we are with mysteries, dude. This is going to take another two or three sessions. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll have this wrapped up by Christmas. Uh, <laughs> this one 20, shot 22 which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> so very thorough where like because obviously yeah. this episode comes out pretty quickly because you're yeah. magical like that um so is this something that if people wanted to play this for their halloween games they can access is it going to be up in time for halloween what do we tell them what do they uh, do yeah so drive through. Thank you, Rainy. So drive through RPG has a um, you know a Halloween promotion they run every year, and so I'm just actually checking right now if it's up on the Artelsorian company publisher site, or if that's going to come up a little later. Uh, whoops! If I could actually learn how to type, that would be good. Um, but if it's not up. Right now, it will be up, I think, by the weekend. So 
Oh, it is up. There it is. All right, so the Black Lady brought a castle free to download from DriveThruRPG. I'll put a link in the show notes, as they say. Huzzah! Link in the doo doo. to look at it until after the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Scouts honor. Tinkerer's Guild honor. Yes. Try to resist the urge to peek in and see how to win the game. 